Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. about them Cowboys. Yes! Cowboys doing Cowboys things in the playoffs, baby. Yes, welcome on in a mere nine hours and 15 minutes until the big game tonight mercifully takes place. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Monday, one and all. Happy Martin Luther King Day, one and all. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. Tone, how you doing, my man? Everything good? Oh, my brother, I am <laughs> feeling... I am over the moon. I'm over the moon. Listen, <clears throat> had a good weekend, a productive weekend at that. Yep. You know, got the chance to sit back and watch some football. You know, it was a it was a great time. And how about them Cowboys? Yeah, how about them Cowboys doing how, how, little how Cowboys? About, you know what? Th- this 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 is something that's like clockwork. It's like the sun rising and the sunset. It's almost guaranteed. It's like the it's like the good book says. Like I, I'm I'm so grateful for the Cowboys because they find a way to make me feel so much better about my situation, regardless of how it's going. Yep. Although you know we aren't that high on the Eagles right now, but the fact of the matter is the Cowboys are the gift that keeps on giving. Last time I checked, Christmas was last month. But you know what? I'll take my late gift, Dallas. I appreciate it. How about, you know what the Cowboys are good for? Perspective. When It's like anything in life. Like sometimes you're going through some struggles. You think, man, you know what? I might have it bad, but that person has it a lot worse than I do. And you say to yourself, man, the Eagles have had a disappointing, you know, six weeks here. There's no question about it. But guess what? You could always be the Cowboys and get undressed and embarrassed in front of your home fans as they did yesterday, baby. Woo. All right. And good to see everybody, by the way. Happy, happy Monday, one and all. Great to be hanging out with you guys. Uh, man, I, I can't wait for this game tone. I, I got to tell you. And we're going to we're going to go full blown Cowboys, Packers, Lions last night because we know who it's going to be. If the Eagles win, we know it's Detroit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that as well. 
we have so much ground to cover, man. I, I mean, just a ton to do here today. I'm excited. I'm excited we get to hang out, man. I am very excited to be with all, all of you guys. Uh, I'm Definitely. trying to get, on, I'm working on, 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 on by the on way. On such a good note too, right? On yeah. such a good note as well. It's a holiday today. It's a holiday. It's MLK, it's MLK day. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just a good time. Good time Think to be about, alive, you guys. It's it's fun because we have um, we not only have the Eagles game at eight o'clock, eight fifteen. We have a four thirty game, which is gonna is gonna be played in conditions that are just otherworldly. Uh, I know you even got some snow down there in the Texas area, Tony. They probably don't know what the heck. Yeah, man, it's uh it's flurrying right now. It's real frosty, real cold outside. So uh, yeah, man, uh, feels like home. Feels oh, like home. Do we, do we have some Cowboys fans with their feelings hurt? Oh, poor oh, thing. God. Poor thing. I feel so bad for you. I really you do. Know, I, what a shame. I know. You know, no, listen, I do feel bad for them because, like, no one deserves to get their ass beat that bad at home. No one deserves it. No one, no one deserves that. No one should have to reap, you know, the rewards or the benefit of that kind of ass whooping but it happens to the best of us and it was yep, like clockwork was it not we yep. thought it would be the divisional round but yep. it happened way sooner than that uh-huh come on rob this, uh, this hey, can't be life here this yeah. can't be yeah, life well, here, what, whatever you are i don't care and listen it works for me camel toe yeah works for me yep same old song every year is correct. Same sad. Whoops, I didn't mean to put that up there. These things change quick. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> yeah, these things change really quick when I'm trying to go. All right, anyway, um, we'll get into that game. We'll get into Detroit winning last night. We'll get into what happened on Saturday. And I, Tone, I think the Chiefs are back. I think they're back. Um, so we'll discuss that. Houston, what an amazing story. All of those kind of things. We will dive into all of it. But obviously, the focus is the birds. So let's do it. I got the thermometers out. Okay. This pretend like this is our thermometer. All right. Open up. Uh, here we go. How are we feeling here? Well, let, let's get a little temperature check right now, Tone, as we sit here nine hours before kickoff. Where are you? Hey, I feel better, especially after last night. You know, I feel better. You know, okay. it's, I, I'm at the, so point that helped now. you move on the Eagles. Yeah. That, yeah okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, The path, the path got a little bit less bumpy. Okay. Got a little bit a little bit less bumpy. I was ho- I was hoping for a Rams win last night, but it's okay. No no worries. I think, you know, beggars can be choosers, right? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys out of the playoffs. So that's so that's the first box that got checked. Super grateful for that. Now the Philadelphia Eagles have a chance to win tonight. They play the Lions. Yep. And I feel better about that matchup than I do to, than I do if they were to face the Niners or the Cowboys. I agree. So, I agree. Um, uh, it would have been the cow. It would have been the Cowboys in Dallas. Right. Right. With so Green um, Bay winning. Yeah, with the lower seed. But but anyway, exactly. even though Dallas looked like garbage yesterday, for whatever reason, that's a tough place for the Eagles. So I'm with you. Like yesterday, even even as glorious as it was, just the dance on the Cowboys' grave. That part was great too. But it also, I think, kind of worked out better for the Eagles um, that that they go to Detroit. And it, it, Detroit's no joke. Don't get me wrong. But the one thing I did notice in that Lions game, which we'll get into, is their secondary is is not great. It's very susceptible. Now, obviously, the Eagles have to – we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But the Eagles would have to get their act together for sure. But Yeah, um, yeah, they, they got to take care of business tonight first and foremost. And it, mm-hmm. it doesn't even feel like a game day. It does. But, weird. But overall, um, we got a game tonight. Should be exciting. 
Uh, the weather should be okay. I think isn't it supposed to rain a little bit down there? It's I think it's supposed to be a little bit rainy. Yeah, I'll check. I'll, I'll, I'll get okay. it. I'll get, I'll, but regardless, though, um, I think this is a situation where the Philadelphia Eagles they've been given a gift again. Yep. And can they take advantage of the gift that they've received from the Cowboys? I don't know. I'm unsure. Kyle, how are, we talking, how are we talking Detroit? Well, we do a three-hour show where we talk about a lot of different things. And when Detroit could potentially be the Eagles' next opponent, they'll get spoken about. Just an FYI. So there you go. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Welcome to the party, Kyle. Mm-hmm. We're um, talking about everything, dude. But nonetheless, um, yeah, tonight's, uh, tonight's a matchup that, I mean, I'm still relatively nervous about because I think about the I think about the way the Philadelphia Eagles have been playing, and I can't I can't deny that, right? But then when you see what happened last night, right? You see mm-hmm. what happened over the weekend. You saw how that Cleveland Browns defense almost looked obsolete on Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, we saw the Cowboys, whatever magic they had at home, long gone. Weird stuff happens long, in the long postseason. Gone. You're right. So I say all that to say weird things can happen in the postseason. Yep. And everyone has a clear cut opportunity to make some noise for themselves. Everyone does. Hey, so, I got so I got a little forecast for you. You ready? Okay, let's do it. Eight o'clock, 45% rain. I don't know how heavy, but uh 40%, nine o'clock, 35%, 10 o'clock. Uh, it'll looks mm. like it's gonna clear around eleven. So the, I guess that's game window and and uh I guess it's kind of dad said it's been rain. It's cloudy now, but it looks like rain come game time. Now I don't know how severe or anything like that, yeah. but I mean, Hey, yeah. look, you, you, you saw what Kansas city was dealing with when it was minus four. Okay. It might, it, it's so over. It rains a little bit. It rains a little bit. Yeah. Deal with I'm it. not tripping about the weather at all. Yeah. You know, from, you know, again, I'm just looking at this as they've been given another gift. Mm-hmm. Can they take advantage of it? And also we talked about, you know, this pet, this past weekend just goes to show you that anything can happen in the playoffs. And we spoke about that all season. And, you know, a lot of fans were optimistic about the Eagles because of that notion, because of the fact that anything can happen right. in the playoffs. And I totally understand their sentiment. And mm-hmm. it came in, and it came full circle last night um, and over the weekend. Everybody, everybody thought that. Well, I thought the Chiefs would beat the Dolphins, but I thought that I thought the Browns would beat the Texans. somehow. The, the Texans dropped 45 on that defense. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's insane. The Packers dropped 48 on that Cowboys defense at home. You know, so it's just the only two games that really was par for the course or were remotely, I guess, straightforward were the, the Lions and Rams game. Yeah, which and, uh, was and tight, the Chiefs you know? Dolphins. I I just knew the Dolphins wouldn't last in that weather. So, yeah. Um, overall, I, 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 they weren't going to last in that weather. And they're just not, I, I don't, I think that's not built like over, that. I think they're just the, overrated, period. The, the, the Dolphins are not built for the playoffs. Yep. Right. They're built for yep. the regular season. They, you know, they're built for, for warm weather. They're not, yep. they're not built for you know the harsh conditions so uh again anything can happen in the playoffs you guys this is this is a gift yeah can so you take advantage well, of it so you you're optimistic to win that's where you're at yeah yeah actually I, I gave my prediction um last night I think I had him winning 24 well not last night I gave my prediction when I was speaking to John over the weekend I think my prediction was 24 23 Eagles or something like 24. that 24 okay so and we'll get we'll give predictions and we're going to give storylines to the game uh you know a little bit later but let's start with with two big things here tone one aj brown's out we know that he's out for the game reed blankenship is questionable with the groin let's deal with aj first Mm -hmm. it knowing he is out in your estimation how do they go about this what i mean by that is 
are we going to see them run the ball more? And they had a great deal of success running the ball. And I know it's week three, which is a hundred years ago at this point, but mm-hmm. they ran the ball well against Tampa first time around. Do we see Swift getting more? Do we see gain? Well, who actually, believe it or not, in that Giants game ran the ball. Well, it's forgotten because mm-hmm. the whole thing was a disaster. Uh, or is it Julio Jones bust out against one of his former teams? Alameda Zacchaeus, Quez, Who's always telling you he's yeah you know, he's ready and this and that? Um, how do you see it? How do you see the the increased opportunities for somebody else? Who is it without AJ in there? I think this I think this has to be a huge DeAndre Swift game. Okay. Um, I know De- Devontae Smith is going to show up and do his thing no matter what. You throw him the ball, he's going to catch it. He's going to do his thing. Um, Goddard, you throw him the ball, he's going to catch it. I expect that. But I think DeAndre Swift is the wild card tonight, and I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to find a way to get him involved early and often. Get the ball and get the ball in his hands in open space, allow him to make a play because mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift he's he, he's a shifty guy, and if you give him the ball with the, well, you know with the slightest inch of daylight, he can make something happen. Um, I think the Eagles really need to rely on their running game mm-hmm. um, to get things going, to keep um, you know to stay ahead of the change, uh, to also help their defense. Right? I don't care who the Eagles play; they have to do everything they they have to do everything possible to keep their defense off the field. So. If I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm trying to shorten the game. I'm running the ball, um, getting my RPO and my play action game going, and um, I'm taking what they give me. I'm not even overthinking this matchup. It's, it's you know the Buccaneers are going to leak oil somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just just do your best to avoid Antoine Winfield Jr. on the field, and uh, everything else can happen for you. So, All and right. all, another thing too, I was talking to John about this over the weekend, and he broke some things. He broke some things down to me, man, about this Buccaneers defense, and he was saying that linebacker core. In particular, Devin White, he's not what a lot of people think he is. Um, he's been one of the lowest-graded linebackers over the past few seasons um, consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people hold on to his playoff performance when they won the Super Bowl, I believe, in 2020 or 2019, I think it was. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go back to that performance and say, Devin White is the guy. Devin White is the man. But just based off his grade at the position over the past few years, he has not been um, one of the better linebackers. In fact, I think he got benched at he got benched at one point this season. So John, you know, John put me down on that. So maybe um the Eagles do have some daylight here um uh, to take advantage of on the Buccaneer side of the ball. They're going to have to find a way to re- find a way to respond to the blitz, though. Um, that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But I think they have to shorten this game, get the running game involved, and DeAndre Swift has to be the catalyst in that. All right, so here's where I'm at. I don't think I don't think we need to overcomplicate this thing. Exactly. Uh, pound it down their throat. Uh, plain and simple. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Run it till they stop it. And that means Swift, that means Gainwell. I don't care. I want Swift to get as many touches as he could possibly get. I'm a huge yeah. Swift fan. I, I I wouldn't care if Swift had 35 touches. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I don't care either. And I, like I just and I know that they want to throw the ball. I know it's in their DNA that they want to do that. I don't care this is this should be a game you got a quarterback with a bad finger number one a bad middle finger on his throwing hand who who told you himself and this guy never complains about anything that it's it's sore and, and he shouldn't have gone back in the game it, when he's even saying that you know it's got to be pretty painful so pound the ball you're without your best receiver arguably a top three receiver in the nfl pound the ball uh i i just don't i, I we can make brian johnson and nick's life really simple here just go about things let your offensive line get into a groove where they're taking it to that defensive line. I know how good Vita Vey is. I get it. But let them be the enforcers. Let them be the guys who who, who are who are coming off the ball, and they love it. Talk to any offensive lineman. They'll tell you, I'd rather run block than pass block. So let them do it, man. Let the big boys eat. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing about this offensive line is when 
in my opinion, I think you have to explicitly tell them, hey, listen, this game plan is about you guys. I think if I think if Nick Sirianni and those boys going to those you know, going to those meetings and, and tell and tell that offensive line, hey, we riding y'all to the wolves fall off. I think this offensive line is talented enough and built with the right stuff that they respond to that kind of challenge, mm-hmm. right? Yep. If they if they go into this matchup, if they go into this game plan, making it very clear that we're living and dying by the offensive line, I'm willing to bet this offensive line pushes the Buccaneers off the ball easily. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're they're that talented, um, they're that gritty, they're that nasty. And um, I don't see anybody that's checking Jason Kelsey or checking Lane Johnson or Jordan Milata or Landon Dickerson, even throwing the young guy Cam Jurgens in there. No mm-hmm. one's checking that group, you know, um, it's especially if they're motivated. And this right. is the playoffs, right? This isn't yeah. about style points. This isn't about the stats. This isn't about trying to um, create some new philosophy. No, this is about winning the game. Mm-hmm. Nothing else no, from this point forward, nothing matters. No stats, no analytics, nothing matters except for winning the game. This is the part of the year when wins and losses are the currency. Wins and losses get you into the party. Okay. And I just can't um I just can't say it enough. You said you you said it perfectly. Like let do not overcomplicate this matchup. You know, yeah. you have everything in front of you. You were giving a gift. Once again, the Dallas Cowboys gave you a gift. Please open it and receive it and say thank you. Don't make it conf- – just don't overcomplicate things. I mean, it, it's there. It's there on a platter, and and I get it. It's a thought process that Tampa may know that they're going to run it to. Yeah, that's okay. So? So what? So do what you do best. Let's utilize this offensive line. Let's get Kelsey in some space, blowing guys up down the field. Let's get Lane eating. Let's get Dickerson eating. Let's get Mylotta going. Feed these guys. And then – how about how about this? Here's a novel concept. A little play action off of that can open things up for Dallas Goddard, can open things up for Devontae Smith, can whoever else it is that's going to step up with AJ not in there. But but enforce the run game early on them. And here's the other thing that that does, right? It keeps your defense off the field. And we know that defense is not very good. Let's be real. Okay. And I get it. The Bucs are not some juggernaut offensive team, but they still have Mike Evans, they still have Chris Godwin, and Baker Mayfield's been decent. So let's keep that offense and the Eagles defense, more importantly, off the field. I mean, and you're going to have issues in the secondary tone because if blanket chip doesn't go, you're down depth, you're down a starter and you're down depth with Sidney Brown out as well. So you have two guys now that you're short and you're going to have to do a juggling act in the defensive backfield. So let's talk about that too. All right. The plan, there's a couple different directions that they could go with this one. Devontae Mattis could go back to playing safety and get take him out of the slot. Roby can go back to the starting slot that he was in when Maddox is out. That would seem to make the most sense, right? I mean, where do you fall with this? Yeah, um, I pretty much fall in line with that. You know, I was telling you offline, you know, um, my friend John McMullen and I were talking on Football 24-7 on Saturday afternoon. And, um, you know, we were discussing, and we were talking on Thursday as well, we were discussing just the, what their plan may be on defense with the injuries and, you're right. Um, Avante Maddox could go back to safety. Uh, then, then Roby could play that slot right there. That'd be the easiest transition, you would think. Mm-hmm. Or they may move Avante back to uh, the safety and then move Bradbury inside and put Killer Ring on the outside because of his athleticism. So I think it's going to go. I think it's going to come down to who has the best, better week of practice, and also which move is going to um, probably give us the the best return. Mm-hmm. Um, I like experience in that spot. So I'm putting Roby in a slot, and I'm putting uh, Maddox uh, at, at safety. That way, you can kind of limit the amount of um, you could probably limit the amount of physicality that uh, Maddox has to deal with playing at safety spot instead of being in the slot and, and you know in the midst of the action. You could probably take some stress off him too, especially mm-hmm. given given his injury history. 
Um, and Ro and Roby is obviously a natural slot corner. Yep. So uh, that just bodes well for you in the grand scheme of things. So I think that I think that's where they may lean. Okay, I, and I hope that's the direction they go. I think it will be the direction that they go. Um, you know, there's some other options, but I would I, the less I can see from and and again, it, it's not necessarily a knock on Ringo and Ricks and those guys, but they're, they're so young. They're young. They're young. I, yeah, yeah. I'll, give me the vets. And I Roby hasn't been great, but I, hey, this is what it is. I mean, you're 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 trying to survive. This is where we get back to what we always get back to. The pass rush better be there. The pass rush isn't there, and you let Mike Evans get loose, you, he'll kill you. He, he will flat out take you apart. Uh, and that's on a that's when you have a good secondary, not with some of the issues the Eagles have. Now, the good news is Slay comes back. So you have Correct. Slay, Bradbury, likely uh, Roby in the slot. Your safeties, at this juncture at least, are is going to be Bayard. And Maddox. That's probably what you're looking at it in your secondary. This is where the guys up front have to have to get it done. When you're watching, when you're watching this game tonight, uh, who are you going to be keying on, on on the Eagles defense? Who are you going to be watching most of the time? 100. It's Hassan Reddick. I'm 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 all over Hassan Reddick. This is he is usually a very clutch player, and I think he and his group have heard a lot about how they haven't played well, how they haven't done this, they haven't done that. Um, I'm I'm keying on him. I'm keying on him to be dis disruptive. I want to mm. see him do what Aiden Hutchinson did last night with Detroit, where he was Aiden, everywhere, man. The, 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 that young boy, freak. That yeah. boy, crazy, man. Like he yeah. the, the the way the way he get the way he. That's what I, but edge, I need. I need that, that speed, that size, man. Yeah. That dude is that dude is a freaking nature, man. I and you know what I need to see too. I need to see him go back to being the guy that was always around the ball, like strip sacks or fumble recoveries or mm -hmm. forced fumble, you know, whatever. That is a forced fumble strip sack. But I need to see him make an impact in that way. You know, I don't want to take yours, but if I had to go to number two, it'd be sweat. But I, I'm looking at Reddick. No, you're fine. I mean, I'm looking at Davis, really. Okay. Looking at Jordan Davis. Um, he has to dictate the action at the you know at the heart of that defense, and he can't allow this Buccaneers rush attack to get going. He has to be um playing his A game. We need mm -hmm. to see the best version of Jordan Davis, if that's even possible at this point in the season. We have we have to see it. Um, you know, you know what the opponent is, you've played them before. You know what's in front of you. You know what you're capable of. You know what's at stake. You've been in this position before. Um, you've you've been you played inside of a Super Bowl, so you know again what's at stake. I'm watching Jordan Davis because uh, the Eagles' run defense has not been stellar over the past several weeks. Right. Um, this is a, this is a new season. This is the playoffs. You have an opportunity to completely change the narrative. The Green Bay Packers changed the narrative. They knocked out the Cowboys and made them made them look silly. Made them made them look silly. Made them look like they didn't belong in the playoffs. Right. So anybody can change their narratives, right? Um, the Texans forced us to re um, to relook at or rethink that Browns defense, right? So any 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 narrative can change at this point, and it's all about winning the game, not about style points, not about the numbers. Win the game, forget the analytics, just go out there, pound a rock, be physical at the point of an attack, and um, live life on the edge, man. Let's have some fun tonight. Yeah, I mean, I I think that I think there's probably two things at play here psychologically. As much as we're all sick of hearing, like, everybody's 0-0 when the playoffs start, I do think there's a weight lifted off of them, like, hey, man, clean slate. Clean slate now. It's the real season. Let's go. I think there's a little piece of that. And I, and I, and I, this is not in any way, shape, or form meant as a knock on the fans. Um, but I think, I think being away helps you hunker down a little bit more. Uh, not that they're on some long road trip. I mean, they just flew out yesterday. But, I mean, I, I think that they're – there's something to be said for 
you know, the A, well, actually, there'd probably be a lot of Eagles fans there, I would guess, tonight. Um, but just being away from home a little bit, I think, helps you lock in more. So I think if you, you can use all that kind of stuff in, in a variety of different ways, but I think that's one of them. Or two of yeah. them, I guess. Yeah, you know, you know, real quick, um, I'm trying to see something here because I was looking on Twitter and, you know, this, I can't get over how bad they're killing these Cowboys right now all over the place. Oh, it's wild. It's it, it's 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 like fire. It's like yeah. gasoline. It's this is so insane to yeah. keep track of. I, I I just can't believe that happened last night. I just can't, I'm 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 almost well. It just unfolded perfectly. It really did. I mean, it was yeah. just a, a beatdown from from Jump Street. I mean, it, it really you saw it right away. Like Dak was going to do Dak things. McCarthy had no answers, and the cutaways to Jerry Jones. It was glorious, man. The best part was when Jerry Jones turned around in his seat like. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh camera? God, it was unbelievable. <laughs> he it turned was around awesome. like he turned around like he was looking at everybody like, "Hey, yeah. where, where's my real damn team at? What the uh-huh. hell's going on here?" Yeah, look, like, looking around are, like, like is this these, a joke? Am I dreaming? Are what, these like, what tickets? Happened? What are we doing here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yo, last night was pure comedy. I can't. Oh. I, I'm sorry if I took you off topic right now. No, there, no, but, no, dude. It was beautiful. It, it was beautiful. Uh, By the way, congrats, it, Mr. Taz, taking his son to his first Flyers game tonight. Enjoy, brother. That, oh, that's, that's awesome, man. Very cool. Very cool. Yo, it's, it's 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 so funny watching, like, you know, the Eagles – I mean, not Eagles, the Cowboys fans, how much they really rode this team, man. They really thought they were the greatest gift to God's green earth. Man. And look how God humbles you. Dude, the I'm Lord finds a way. It was unbelievable. It really was. It was unbelievable. To keep you in check, man. I, I, well, I can't wait. You know, I and again, I, I do think, I guess it depends on, on your point of view, but um, the path, you know, the path through Detroit, I think, is more favorable than what the other two paths could have been if the Eagles can take care of their business. Now, this is all moot if they don't take care of their business, obviously. Um, but no, I mean, look, I, I think that um, this is, we, we, we've gotten a lot from the locker room this week of guys saying like, you'll almost like a, you'll see from Eagles players. Okay. Now it's time. Show us. Now today's the day. Yeah. Night's the night. Yep. There's no better opportunity for you to show that whatever happened in the play, whatever happened in the regular season, it is what it is. It's time to move on. Yeah. At this point, the bed has been made. Yeah. I'm going to lay in it. Time to get comfy and time to figure out if it's going to be a dream come true. Or Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> That's true. That is quite true. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's hope Freddie doesn't make an appearance tonight. Let's hope that's the case. All right. So, we come back. Um, we'll dive a little bit into kind of just where things are. Is Sirianni coaching for his job? Should the front office look at things a little bit different philosophically? What else they need to do to win here? We'll look at quality wins for the Eagles, how they started the season off, how they can get back to that level. So, we got a lot of ground to cover between now and two that's for sure so quickie here come back continue with the eagles bucks preview getting you set for this game he's tone to shields i am rob ellis we are sports take jacob sports youtube network all right let's talk about bravo pizza of havertown yes thrilled that they are part of the channel thrilled that they are part of our show as well been going there since i was a kid as you guys know family owned uh since 1985 was in there friday uh with alex and the crew um Got a, got a little little pie, uh, a little veggie roll, the whole nine, and it's uh, always, always the best. That's for sure. Uh, they have all kinds of different styles of pizza, 20, in fact. But also, even in addition to the 20, they have the – they'll name it. You name it, they'll make it. So specialized pizza however you want. 
any flavor that you want any any way that you want it. They have slices to go. Uh, they don't just do pizza, though. They have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Manoa Shop, uh, 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, PA. Give them a call right now. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. We're back. It is game day. It is game day. The rare, actually first time ever, the Eagles have played a Monday night playoff game. The first so time ever? Go. Monday night, yeah. Wow. Oh, they, have, they didn't, they just, that just started. That's a new thing. Okay. okay. You know, if you think about it. Hey, um, oh, fun fact. Yes, sir. Um, last night in the uh, Packers-Cowboys matchup, did you know Jordan Love was sacked? Zero times. I did not know that. Did you know Michael Parsons was nowhere to be found? Where is he? Did you know Demarcus Lawrence was nowhere to be found? Mm, 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 mm. Did you know those D tackles, those linebackers, whoever you want to choose, was nowhere to be found? Yep. <laughs> Jordan Love again sacked zero times. How about that, Deron Bland? Were there any pick sixes there? <laughs> Lord, it's beautiful. It was oh, beautiful, man. man. Reunited. That was, a, was that night? That was the perfect appetizer. That was one of those apps you're like, hmm, man. And now here comes the meal. Here comes the meal tonight, Tone. So I t- uh, <laughs> it's funny. I, I I tweeted last night. <laughs> I said, oh my God, I, I got to read this to you because I almost I almost cried tweeting it, but I meant it. <laughs> um, I said, if I knew losing the division would guarantee us this level of entertainment, I would have been signed up. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's great, man. That's great. Oh my God! Oh how! Oh how the mighty have fallen. fallen. They Amen. are who we thought they were. Exactly. Uh, they are exactly who we thought they were. All right. Um, let's look at this for a minute here, Tone, because Eagles got off to a ten and one start, finished one and five. Uh, let's go. Quality wins, aka playoff teams. They've beaten. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Rams. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. Um, the games that are really looking good right now are the Chief and Bill wins, obviously. Um, but still, nonetheless, you know, the, the knock last year was they, was they didn't play anybody. Okay, well, you know, they, they did play some people and beat, beat some really good teams this year. Um, you know, the flip side of that is they lost to the Jets, Cardinals, and Giants. And they lost to the Niners big, and they lost to the Cowboys big. But let, let's let's focus on how they got off to that 10-1 and start. You know, it, it, the offense looked like the offense that we saw – Last year, they were able to move the ball a little bit more consistently than the way that they finished the year out defensively. Although it was leaky from time to time, they were shutting the run down completely. uh, And they they weren't having some of the struggles that they were having, um, you know, in the air in the secondary either. Mm -hmm. So how do they get back to that? Um, I think first and foremost, don't turn it over. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious, but I, I but I want to make, like I said earlier, I want to make Jalen's life a little bit easier with establishing the run. And then I think it's going to open things up for him um, as we go forward. So I think that's one of the big things for them. Um, And and Mr. Taz wants to make a dedication here. 
to the this uh, this SC Super to chat. Cowboys girls fans everywhere. Learned Aaron Rodgers gave Jordan Love his ownership stake. Okay, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Love, I I told Gunner before the year I thought Green Bay would win the division. He thought I was nuts. I I, I think they're headed in the right direction, but we'll get into that. All right, let, let's go back to the Eagles here, Tone. Um, and, and just in terms of where you are, how much can you flip the switch in your estimation? How much can you just just get back to who you were, even though it's been about six weeks? I mean, clearly, clearly we've seen in the playoffs, it's easier to collapse than it is to rebuild. And um, I think the Eagles have a chance here um, against an opponent that they've seen before, an opponent that isn't the most threatening in the playoffs. They have a chance here to try to get some things back on track. You know, it's so funny. First part of that season, we still had questions about this offense, believe it or not. Yep. You know, even when they were winning, we still said this offense doesn't quite look right or doesn't quite seem right. Nonetheless, they were still winning, uh, still putting up a decent amount of points. And um, their defense was dominating the run game. And at the very least, you were able to hang your hat on that. So how much of that can change going into the playoffs? I put the onus on accountability, player accountability at this point. Mm-hmm. Where's your at this point? Right. Especially when it comes to stopping a run. You know. You know, we we can get into gap discipline. We can get into, you know, run fits. We can get into all that. But it goes back to player accountability and player pride and player will. You have to decide that this is the game that you're going to turn things around. You have mm-hmm. to decide that at this, from this point forward, whatever happened prior to, we're not even entertaining it anymore. It's all about going forward. And it's all about checking the boxes that we're supposed to check. Can they come into this game and shock us? I mean, sure. Why not? So far, we've seen we've seen a couple games over the weekend that shocked us, and that's kind of that's kind of going to be my mantra or like my theme throughout the entire show. Is that watching this past weekend go by? It's hard for me to just believe that the Philadelphia Eagles can't benefit from the same um, nature of the playoffs, and that and that's anything can happen. But they had to be able to take advantage of it. They had to be opportunistic, like the Packers were, like like, like the Texans were. You got to take advantage of the opportunity when you when you got it. The Packers, what stood out to me in that game was when they had an opportunity to put the nail in the coffin, they did it every single time. Whenever Dallas tried to crawl back, they would do it. They would, they that would was huge. Didn't touchdown. let them. You're right. They, 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 they continued to hold them underwater. That was a, that's a trait that the Philadelphia Eagles have been missing all year, keeping teams underwater, you know, smothering them when you got them on the ropes, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't had that trait all year. I don't know how – I don't know if that's something that's – I don't know if that's something that's going to pop up, you know, you know that, that killer instinct. But at the very least, dominate the point of attack, um, dominate your job, and um, live with the results from there. Yep. All right. Well, you know, this could also, you know, you hope this isn't the case, but this is uh, this could be the last game that we see Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham, and potentially Fletcher Cox. I, I, I'm not. I think Lane Johnson's 100 percent back, but that's just me. You know, I know some people like to lump him in there as well, but you know, the other three, Kelsey could walk away. I don't know if the team will elect to have BG back. And I want Fletcher back, but I think some of it's going to depend on how much he gets elsewhere. Somebody else could make him a, a really big offer. So we could really truly be seeing the end of an era tonight, Tone, with these three guys. Yeah, it's entirely plausible. You know, the, the, those guys have given us um, plenty of moments, to, um, you know, to look back to Super Bowl championships, well, championship singular. Um and you know, uh, Super Bowl appearances, uh, all pros, Pro Bowlers. Um, these guys have been at the top of their craft. All these guys that, that, that we mentioned have either been at one point in their in time 
top five, top three, top two at their respective positions, right? Especially mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox and um, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Um, BG obviously is the um, is, is the guy who was the late bloomer, who um, who kind of struggled at first, uh, but came alive and has been um, a big um, a big game player for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's kind of been um, a clutch player for them more so, and kind of been the other statesman, the OG of the group. But overall, this could be their last role. This yep. could be this, this could be their swan song. So uh, here's what makes it crazy. Let's make though, it worth something. It's rare in this day and age that guys play their whole career in one place. It doesn't matter what the sport is, but it's just it's very rare. Okay, these three have all been there the entire time. On top of it, they've all been phenomenal players. You think about it. You know, Kelsey is a lock for the Hall of Fame. Fletcher Cox is it will be an Eagles Hall of Famer for sure, and is going to go down as 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 a phenomenal player in his own right. Brandon Graham will go down; he's an Eagles Hall of Famer too. But he'll go down having made the biggest play in Eagles football history. I mean, think about that—like the legacy of these three guys. And again, I hope it doesn't come to an end. I'm just trying to put it in perspective. Yeah. You know, when you watch the game tonight, yeah. to to really truly appreciate these cats, man, because they have been amazing. Yeah. For this this team, they're all city. Eagles Hall of Famers for sure. Without for sure. a doubt, they're they're all Eagles Hall of Famers for sure. Um, if I had if I had to roll the dice, I would probably say two out of the four would be bona fide. If I had to if I had to roll the dice, I'd probably say two out of the four are Hall of Famers. And you know, Kelsey, I don't, and, Kelsey and Lane, right? Yeah, I mean, Kelsey they're, they're and Lane, room. yeah, Same yeah, room. yeah. Yep. And um, Fletch, I feel like he's on the borderline. Yeah, I think he's going to go down. He's going to just be on the outside looking at. Yeah, I'm being he, real. Like, like I, I, I think he's literally on the borderline. Yeah. Um, he's had a hell of a career, man. Very productive on, on, on at all levels. Yep. Um, defending the run, um, rushing the rushing the passer. Uh, he, he's he he's 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 been a, he was a game wrecker in his own right, and still yeah. still is productive at the position at this age. Who knows, man? At the at the D tackle spot, if you're putting up five or six sacks a year at D tackle. Mm-hmm. That you, you should you should be able to get into Hall of Fame because D tackles don't aren't really known for getting sacks, but when they do, it's obviously a plus. Yeah, I think he's I think for his career, he's averaged between five and seven sacks a season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, look, he's so he. I think it's going to be he's the, a discussion guy. He is. Yeah, he's a hundred percent a discussion. There, guy. there are going to be discussions, but he's not going to be first ballot. Maybe not. Even, maybe not even second. But I, mean, the, I you think know what, there what, will be discussions. What may hurt him a little bit? He he played basically the same time period as Aaron Donald, who we know is first ballot not even a question there's mm. going to be other guys that are in this conversation that we could run through some of the great d tackles that have played during this time period as well i don't know that that hurts him but he's not the first one that necessarily comes to mind you know when you yeah. and i think that position's also tricky i don't think people appreciate that position the way that they should with edge yeah. rushers you just look at sacks and blah 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 d tackles can like you can make a just by occupying one or two guys tone you've done your job even if you don't even make a tackle on the play at that position. So I, I yeah, yeah. Fletcher's had been one hell of a player, man. Yeah. One thing that may hurt him, he doesn't have, he doesn't have too many all pros. He only has one first team all pro. Um, he does. Him. He yeah. does have, he does have a, a handful of second team all pros, but um, he's been a first team all pro. I think like once according to AP, right? The AP right. for, uh, first team all pro he's he's been, he's been been a one time, but he has first team all pros from other publications like the uh, like the Pro Football Writers yeah. and Sporting News, um, 
but he's only been a first team all pro for uh AP one time. He does have six Pro Bowls, a Super Bowl championship, and he was a part of the Hall of Fame all 2010s team. So that could definitely work in his favor. Um again, I think he's gonna be fr- a fringe guy, right? Right there on the right there on the edge. There are gonna be debates about Co- Fletcher Cox going to the uh, going to the Hall of Fame for sure. All right. So here here's um Here's something else I think is interesting to look at, depending on what happens tonight, if it is a loss. How much, in your estimation, let, let's start with Sirianni. Is he coaching for his job here? It, 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 like, And here's what I – I want to get real specific with this. Let's say it's a tightly contested – this isn't. This doesn't look like the Giants and the Cardinals where they just look awful. It's a back and forth and – I don't know. It, it's, a, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a 28-24 game and they lose, whatever. Is he safe in that case? Does it have to be ugly like it's been the last couple of weeks? Where do you fall? Because I I think the only way he's gone is if it's a really ugly-looking game. I, I think if they're in a close game and lose, I think he survives. But it, And again, I don't feel 100% about that, but if I'm asking me which way I'm leaning, I'm leaning that way. Where do you fall? Oh, man, that's a good question. I think he's in a position where they lose his game. His job is definitely in jeopardy. If they win this game, he lives to fight another day. It's just that simple. Um, but remember, this team isn't just looking just to get to the division round or the NFC Championship. Yep. The only way he can truly, without a doubt, solidify that he deserves his job is if he finds a way to rally this team back to at least the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. If he can get them back there, and they lose a contested game. Yeah, I think people can live with the results. I think you know. W- 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 what about you, right? If, I think. I, I let, think. Let me ask you, right? If yeah. you're, you're a fan of this team, yeah. If this team made it back to an NFC Championship, everything with with everything we know now, and they rallied and they were competitive and they, you know, they fought back and they they just ran out of gas. You know, they you know they, they lost a tough game in the NFC Championship to the Niners or whoever. Yeah. Um. How would you look at the season? How would you I'm look disappointed. at Sirianni? I'm disappointed, Tom. Uh, I think Sirianni survives if that's the case, but I am disappointed. Like there, I, I haven't changed my standard one bit. Okay. If you didn't, it, when you get within three, look, you're a victim of your own success, I guess, a little bit in a sense. But you got to win a Super Bowl, man. You lost by three points in the Super Bowl. The only way to go is is unless you win, it is down. So mm-hmm. you get to an NFC Championship game and lose, and, and and as good as the Niners are, and I I have total respect for how good they are as a team. I don't care. You, your objective was to win a Super Bowl, period. So it's disappointing, no matter what. And, and it'll be with a backdrop of the way that this season closed, too. You know, mm. which, which also adds to it, adds to the disappointment. So yeah, I'm, I, it's disappointing, period. Like that's it, unless you win it. Yeah, for me personally, um, I'm an all or nothing guy. Yep. You know, so I'm, I've, I've been super, I've been Super Bowl or bust, um, especially since I knew this team was actually good last year. Right, the moment we realize, oh, this team is actually very good. Oh, okay, I'm I'm Super Bowl or busting, you know, this year especially. So my personal standard hasn't changed. I'm just curious, you know, how the fan base may process it in the grand scheme of things when they think about everything that they've struggled with, and then they and then they find a way to, you know, get to a NFC Championship, lose a close game. Would the fan base be okay with that? I feel like there will be some people who would be okay with that, and then you have some people who are like more so like us. Um, where it's Super Bowl or bust. And, you know, no no one's wrong. It's just a matter of how we view 
how we process what's what's going on thus far. Mm-hmm. And so far, the team's underachieved. Um, they went eleven and six. I had them going twelve and five on the season, with the potential to go thirteen and four. Um, and they didn't really, and they didn't really do that. And they kind of had some. They had a rough stretch on you know, on the back end that made you question this whole this this whole situation. Yeah. Nick Sirianni, Nick, Nick Sirianni has a has a lot to carry on his shoulders over the over, over the next couple of weeks. If it, you know, even if it lasts that long, so a uh, win, I, I, yeah, go ahead. A, a win alone doesn't save him, and the loss definitely puts his you know puts his head on the chopping block. Yeah, I, I look, I hear you. I mean, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, Jerry, I I think Jerry Jones pulls the trigger. Excuse me, on Mike McCarthy, I do think that happens. You know, we could be looking at a team that won the NFC East in Dallas and an Eagles team that went to a Super Bowl the year before, still went to the playoffs. By the way, no coach has ever been fired when going to the Super Bowl the previous season and then reaching the playoffs the next year. It would be the first time that it ever happened. Um, So uh, it would be rare, but I think it very well could happen. So you could see two, two changes in the NFC East. It is possible that it plays out that way um, for sure. It's, it's, it's the, it is a not for long league. It's amazing how quickly things can turn, but what I think does is most likely is I think Nick comes back and we see, we see wholesale changes on both sides of the ball. Like we're going to have a guest coming up at one o'clock, Chris Franklin. And I I talked to Chris Mm -hmm. about this before and I asked him point blank, you know, if this season, you know, let, let's say it either ends in the first round and, you know, whatever, and or it's in an ugly fashion or whatever. I said, how do you, and I'll, I'll, we'll get into this with him later, but I said, how do you think this plays out? And he thinks no matter what happens, if Sirianni's back, he thinks Brian Johnson is back. I don't think that's automatic. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's automatic either, especially with Brian Johnson having jobs um, potentially lined up, especially yeah. in, in Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's looking like um, – his number one destination. Right. But I don't I, – I think regardless of what happens, like you said, we're going to see wholesale changes to the staff, um, and that's going to be – and that's going to be the leverage, right? Nick Sirianni is – you know, I, I think they're going to go into his meeting and say, look, Nick, yeah, we made it to the playoffs, but this didn't work. Changing the defense, changing yeah. the coordinator, all that kind of stuff. Now let me ask you this, right? Because me and me and Silio talked about this last week. You know, real <laughs> quick before before we got the segment, mm-hmm. we talked about leverage, right? Who has the real leverage in the, in those conversations? Is it Howie and, and is it Howie and Jeffrey, or is it Nick, right? Yeah. And let's toss this around a little bit. Nick Sirianni, three playoff three playoff appearances in the past three seasons, or his first three seasons as a head coach. Yep. Not bad. One Super Bowl appearance and this championship win. Um, one turbulent stretch, really. Uh, if if if, you, if you're not counting the two and five start, yeah, he's really he's really only experienced. Which I turbulence. don't. I mean, he took over a four win team. You know, right. it was going to take a minute to get this thing going in the right direction. Right. Yeah, right, right. So okay, so we're only going to count. You know, this most recent struggle against him. So he hasn't really dealt with any kind of real adversity. He's kind of kept the team on a straight and narrow for the most part, right? Right. Let me ask you this. Are we overestimating Harvey Roseman's leverage in the situation? Harvey Roseman has Harvey Roseman has survived Andy Reid, he survived Chip Kelly, and he survived Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning head coach. How many GMs in football do you know survive more than 
how many coaches do you know? How many GMs do you know survive three head coaching hires or changes, let alone one or two? Right. Harry Roseman is on his fourth head coach under Jeffrey Lurie. Who survives that? All right. So here. So so I guess what I'm asking you is right. Yeah. Can Howie afford to even move on from Nick because of because of the track record? At what point does Jeffrey Lurie start looking at Howie like, hold on, wait, this is your fourth or fifth head coach? Head coach. Some something's got to give here. So here's where I, I think Howie still has leverage. I do, Tone. Um, really? I, I think Jeffrey Lurie has that kind of belief in him. Um, I think with Nick, well, ask yourself this question. If if Nick if Nick loses tonight and they fire him tomorrow, there right now there's seven openings. Mm-hmm. So you'd obviously exclude the Eagles because Nick wouldn't be coming back to the Eagles. But would he get any of those head coaching gigs? I don't think he would. Right. I don't. Not right now, I don't. I'm not saying he'll never be a head coach again. The guy got to a Super Bowl and, and he's been to the playoffs every year he's been a head coach. I'm not saying he wouldn't get a head coaching gig again, but I don't know that he'd get any of those. I think Howie would I think Howie has the leverage. I think he has more than Nick has. So my answer is it's Howie. It's Howie. Hmm. Now now part of that too is think about this. Jeffrey Lurie has a big say in who gets chosen as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. So Jeffrey Lurie had a big part of that too. So if they're bouncing this guy, Jeffrey's got to also take some ownership of this thing. It wasn't just Howie. Mm. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, I, I think it's more. I think it's more Howie to answer your question. Like I think it's one hundred percent more Howie. Hmm. You know, I think it's, I, I, I just I think think it's debatable gonna, for sure. Yeah, no, I think I think it's an interesting question. I mean, like he survived a lot worse than this. Think about it. He survived basically being having his his responsibilities taken away. He survived Chip Kelly, Doug, and then that would be your third guy. I mean, he's been through this before. Like, it just feels like as long as Jeffrey is running things, and I know he moved on from Joe Banner, who was his childhood friend. I know. But I think he's got an even deeper affection and belief in Howie Roseman than he even had in Joe Banner. Just, wow. just my belief. Hey, listen, man. It, I, I, I can't argue. I can't argue against it. But I also think you know it's one of those situations where Howie has to tread lightly. He has to. He can't afford to just off a guy. Yeah. Right. He has. He has to be strategic as well. You know, uh, as fans and as commentators of the sport. Uh, you know, we may want a lot of things to happen, but what's the what's the strategic move? You know, that's that's what it's going to come down okay, to. Okay, so that, that's a fascinating segue. All right, good lead in there. How are you, meaning you, Jeffrey Lurie, and Howie Roseman, and whomever else is in on this, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, Alec Hallaby, whether it's Julian Lurie, I don't know, whoever's involved. What did you do wrong in this process to get this guy's out of here in three years? What happened that you went from a Super Bowl to losing what will end up being six of your last seven games? What are you doing to change things up? It's e- it's easy to just say this is all Nick Sirianni, run him out of town, goodbye. You know, it's easy to do that. It's easy to say this is just Jalen Hurts, he regressed, or whatever. We had a couple injuries that didn't help, whatever. What did what did you do to get this team there? What mistakes were made, and what are you going to do differently? Are you going to change your philosophy on linebackers a little bit? Are you going to change your philosophy? you know, that, that maybe safeties deserve to be paid a little bit more or whatever. I'm just throwing a couple examples out there. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do differently in light of what's happened here 
rather than just scapegoating a coach. Like, like to me, unless you feel like this team's really good, but he's completely lost the locker room. Unless you feel that way, what are you doing differently? And and how much say did you have in the Desai Patricia flip? Because I know Nick will take the bullets publicly and say that was my call. No, but wasn't. if you really force that on him, this has been way worse with this guy than the other guy. So you know, where's your responsibility lie? Like I get nobody's firing the owner, but these they, they better look at themselves too here, Tone, so to make sure this doesn't happen again. They have to. They have no choice. You know, it's funny. A report came out by Tim McManus. Um, I think it was yesterday or today. It was very good, very detailed for on ESPN.com if you didn't get a chance to check it out. Yeah. Very, very detailed. But the one thing that stood out was the fact that, you know, according to a team source that he has, uh, the line is blurred between the line is blurred enough hmm, that some offensive players don't know for sure who's calling the plays and when. They don't know if it's Nick, if it's Brian. They have the players have no idea who's really responsible for their offensive um output mm-hmm. or who's responsible for what's going on out there on the field, right? Yeah. And I think that can lead to some frustrations. And I think that's kind of what we've been seeing. You know, the the, the level of disjoint the, the disjointed nature of the play calling and the game planning. Um, too many cooks in the kitchen, right? No clear cut voice. Yep. Um, you know, letting them know, uh, what, you know, what they're supposed to be doing and, and and the best way to achieve that, that can uh, that can lead to dysfunction. That can lead to on field dysfunction. Right. When players don't even know what voice to prioritize when mm-hmm. they're on the field, mm-hmm. you know, t- t- Tim really dove into some things, man, um, that really that really has to force the Philadelphia Eagles, like you said, to really look in the mirror and really decide if the way they've been doing things. Um, is conducive for their long-term success, and obviously they're had they have they're unable, you know, especially according to our guy Jeff Kerr, they're they've been unable to really sustain success. They've been um, peaking, and they've been valuing a lot. Yeah. So, um, the fact that there's not a clear-cut voice, especially on offense, um, that is a bow well for them, especially entering this game. I agree with you. Like, I really don't like this setup. Um, I don't like the, if this is exactly the way it is. So Nick draws up the, the, the game plan, uh, you know, every week, the scheme. And then, you know, not to say that Brian Johnson doesn't have saying it, but ultimately it's Nick's choice. I'm just dealing with the offense right now. And then Brian Johnson's got to go out there and play call. Maybe Brian Johnson doesn't like the way it's schemed up. Mm. Maybe Brian Johnson would like to do things differently, but it's not even on the table because they didn't put it in there during the week. And then go to the defensive side, this weird setup they have right now. If this is really what's happening, if Desai is putting the game plan together and Patricia's just calling the plays, which I don't think is happening, I think they're just trying to make it seem like Desai's still involved. Desai's not involved in anything. Okay, but it, 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 let's just theoretically – You know, if, if I had to guess. I, guess. I agree with you. I agree with you. But theoretically, if that's going on too, like this is – it just – that's not the way to go, man. Let, like mm-hmm. let's, let's be direct with the guy who draws it up, calls it. Like, can we do Like, I just think that's a mistake. Yeah, it's um, it's like playing whisper down the lane with your players. Yeah, it's like a second party or third party. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, nothing, nothing ever gets done properly when you have to keep, you know, uh, you know, whispering down the lane, sending the message through four or five different people. Eventually, by the time the message, eventually, when the message eventually gets to the receiver, it's not going to, it's not going to be the same message. It's not going to click. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that needs to be um, revisited, you know, from, you know, from this coaching staff, you know, from, you know, from the top down ownership for an office, they rely heavily on analytics. We all know that 
Um, Nick Sirianni, in my opinion, is not fully and solely in control of his game plan. I think I think they get a lot of stuff from those analytic guys upstairs, and they rely too heavily on it. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think there's that's another part of this thing that they need to look at here and, and the way they're going about it. All right, let's get a timeout in here, Tone. Uh, let's come back. You know, uh, we're going to look into Jalen Hurts a little bit here and what his postseason numbers are versus regular season this year. I'll throw some over-unders your way uh, like we always do, and uh, we'll also dig into these games, these games that took place over the weekend as well. But we'll continue again, 1 o'clock. Uh, Chris Franklin from NJ.com is going to be joining us, so we'll talk to Chris at that time. All right, uh, knowing who to trust with your finances, right, can, can be a real challenge, and it's something you need to get right. You want to take care of yourself. You want to take care of your family. You work too hard not to utilize those that money in a way that's going to take care of you as you get older. Uh, and knowing who to trust is the is the key to this whole thing. And guess what? Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, they are the people that you trust and you should trust. I trust them with my IRAs, with my 401k rollovers, and I couldn't be any happier for you. It might be retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business and you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. Jim can help you with any of these things. All right. Give him a call right now. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can also email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Monday, happy Martin Luther King Day to all. Uh, he's Tone. I'm Rob. We're hanging out with you, getting you set for the birds. A weird, you know, weird circumstance, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But with the Buffalo game being pushed to today, um, we get a little double header uh, mm-hmm. with the Bills. And the early game is the Bills and the Steelers, 4:30. Then the Eagles later. We'll also tell you we got a Sixers game this afternoon, Flyers game tonight. It, it is a crazy day, man. A busy day for sure. Um, all right, let's look at Jalen here, Tone. Fitness Rebel checks in. Good to, good to see Fitness Rebel hanging out on this MLK day. Um, all right, here's his postseason career numbers, Tone. Two and two as a starter. Five touchdowns, eight interceptions versus the Blitz uh, this season, which I'll, I want to get into in a second. Um, but two and two as a starter in the postseason. Uh, four touchdown passes, five rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, that's really good production when you think about it. He, he's scoring more than two touchdowns per game. Uh, either way, either throwing or passing. Completion wow. percentage, eh, 62.3. He's averaging 209 yards passing, about 50 yards rushing. He's got two interceptions and one fumble and six sacks and an 84 passer rating. His numbers are okay, but you have to put it in perspective a little bit here in this sense. He goes into last postseason – the Giants game and the Niners game, really not fully right with the shoulder. And they killed those teams. So his passing mm-hmm. numbers aren't going to be like through the roof in either one of those games. Uh, Super Bowl, he played great. He did make the one big mistake, but he played great in the Super Bowl. And he wasn't good in that in that game against Tampa two years ago, but neither was anybody else. They were completely overmatched. So I'm just trying to give you perspective on, you know, what the numbers may look like and how this thing uh, how this thing looks here. Yeah, you know, um, like you said, keep it in perspective, right? Um, last year in the playoffs, uh, Jalen Hurts, he accounted for uh, eight total touchdowns and no and, uh, and one turnover. The crucial turnover, obviously, happened in the Super Bowl. But um, 2022, he was very productive, um, eight touchdowns. Um, I think he accounted for – let me make sure I got this right. Uh, he accounted for north of – Several around 700 yards in total offense that's rushing and um passing. Um, overall, man, Jalen Hurts hasn't been terrible in the playoffs, but he also hasn't been a world beater as well. Last year, obviously, worked out the way it worked out. Um, Jalen Hurts, he, stri- he strikes me as a big game guy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he he, he, he tends to he tends to understand the assignment. Um, obviously, he got his first opportunity in 2021. And he was on, and he was overmatched. You know, he went up against a team that was pretty hot. And last year, you know, he had a a, a pretty favorable road 
to the playoffs, but still came in and did his thing and played his best, saved his best game for the saved his best game for the biggest game. So I got to get credit where credit is due there. Um, I think Jalen Hurts comes out and is sharp. He's going to be efficient and effective. I don't think he's going to throw the ball downfield too much. I think he's going to I think he's going to nickel and dime his way, take what they give him, and a lot of playmakers to make things happen today. But I think Jalen Hurts he has to be flawless. Yeah, he can't he he can't turn the ball over. Um, has to be flawless and decisive, and take what they give him. I I just you know the other thing, Tony, like he can't even. I hate to say it. Well. Let me put it this way. I think he needs, when he gets his opportunities, to be great. Yes. Now, if you run the ball a ton, that's fine. I don't care that he doesn't have a lot of passing yards. That's fine. Whatever. I, I'm not I'm not really worried. I don't mean statistically. I just mean, like you said, when his opportunities arise. Like, I I, I can't have Devontae be wide open and you miss him. I can't right. have. There's, there's going to be a lot of moments. There's going to be plenty of moments in this game where he has to make the play. Right. And, exactly. And we're, we're going to find out what he's made of. But th- but this is what it is, man. It, like if you want to be considered, you're runner up MVP and you get 250 million. Like it, it's your time now. There, there's no other mm-hmm. way to put it. You can't be okay. You, like you need to be much better than okay for this team to win. Um, Absolutely. You know, it, and there can't be again 19 turnovers this season. 15 interceptions, four fumbles. That we can't see this again. I, I, like the Super Bowl last year was a really weird, fluky thing. It happens. Unfortunately, it happened in the biggest spots. Mm-hmm. That happens. Yeah. When when you see this volume of turnovers, that that's the thing that gets to me. Like that's where it has to be corrected. They, they can't have yeah, it. It's the, yeah, it's the volume, right? Um, because even if even if you just look at his interceptions, or fourteen interceptions, or I could live with that. But then you yep. say, damn, five fumbles. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's just we we could do without the five. Me personally. Fumbles break my heart more than interceptions do. What about you? <laughs> I, I, they both break my heart. <laughs> I, I don't want my heart broken tonight on either one of them. Okay, right, right. They, they both break my heart, but yeah. I don't know what it is about a, a fumble is just so deflating. Yeah, I know. I look, I agree. I mean, so and, and here's the other thing, man. I need, I need somehow some fountain of youth out of Julio Jones tonight. I need. Uh, man, I cannot take a Quez Watkins drop in a big spot or getting out muscled for something in a big spot. I if you were going to put him on the field, man, I can't see that tonight. Okay, can't see it. Uh, so I, you know, what I also need is somebody, anybody, maybe Dallas Goddard, but somebody else to to help Devontae Smith in the passing game. Somebody's got to step up here. It's, it has to be Goddard. The game plan has to begin and end with Swift, Goddard, and, and, De- and um, Devontae Smith. I don't trust. I don't trust uh, Quez Watkins. I don't all. either. I, and I, I don't. I know you're short, but I, I don't want to see a, a ton of snaps. I don't trust him tonight. I don't trust him. I, tr- I trust all the media is the key. It's more than I trust. Same him. here. But totally, it's crazy. Yep. I would much rather have. I would much rather my primary guys be Devontae Smith, Julio Jones, Olamide, Goddard, and Swift. I can roll with that. Yep. I, I, people people talk about Quez's speed all the time, whatever. I don't trust that man. I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep, he, he, all them people was at his uh, locker, or you know, all, all the media was at his locker. I think a, a couple of days ago, whatever. Yeah. The most the most media he's probably ever had at his locker at any point in his career. We're going to see if he can step up to the plate. We're going to find out. Because if you look, if Quest comes in and makes some big plays, hey, 
I'm gonna get credit where credit is due. Don't 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 get it twisted. I'm I'm not one to beat a dead horse. If the horse is alive, I'm gonna yeah. feed it. I'm gonna nurture it. I'm gonna do whatever I can. But if he goes out there and what and what's the bed, I'm gonna call it out. I hear. It. And if and if he goes out there and shows up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it out. You know, I'm I'm fair. He hasn't done anything to 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 to, to deem us, you know, to deem worthy of praising, right? So yeah. he has to earn that. And tonight's tonight. He 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 is a um. He he's a guy who talks like he's accomplished a lot of things, and yeah, uh, he hasn't, uh, frankly. So yeah, he needs to be good. All right, let me uh, let me throw some over unders your way, Tone. Since we, I hope this isn't the last time we, we're able to do it, but uh, I'm going to throw some your way. Good. I I think these are fun because it also gives you a gauge of where everybody's at. You know what you're thinking here. All right, let's start with Jalen. Speaking of, 220 passing yards, over or under, 220. Jalen Hurts over under 220 passing yards. I'll take the under. Okay. I'll take the under. I think he's I think he's going to be flirting around 210, 205. I think he'll flirt. I think he'll flirt around there. If that is the case, that means that they're likely depending on the run game, which would not be a bad thing, actually. Yeah, I'm assuming that they're going to I'm assuming that the run game is going to get going for them. Okay. So that's why I think he throws for under 220. All right. I think he's over. Um, I don't think it's way over. I think he's in the 230s, 240s. I think he gets over, though, um, in this game. I I, I feel like it's going to be a big Devontae night. I think it's going to be a big Goddard night. I think both of those guys are going to play very well. So I'm going to go over. Uh, all right. Let's stay with Jalen for a second here. 50 rushing yards, 5-0 for Jalen. Mm -hmm. Over, under. I'm um, taking the over, taking the over. Ooh, okay. Taking the over with that. Over, over. You said 50 rush yards, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm taking over with that. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit under. I, I think he's in the 40s. I, I think he's in the 40s. Um, if he if he has about 280 total yards, I, I think that's probably a decent sign for the Eagles. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay a little bit under that thing uh, tonight with the 50 yards. Um, Half a touchdown passing, or one and a half, one and a half, sorry, uh, passing touchdowns, one and a half. Mm. Passes? Um, passing going, TDs, yeah. I'll take, I'll take the over. Okay. I'll take the over with that. I think he throws one. I, I think he rushes two and he throws one. That is part that, that is part for the course, right? It's kind of the way it's been this year. I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at the season, he's got 23, 23 passing, 15 rushing. So it's you know it's pretty mixed. Uh well, let's stay with that. Does he get over or under one rushing touchdown? Hmm. Over or under, so that means he gets none or two. Uh yeah, basically, it means that he gets either none or two. Yes. Oh, um, because I had him going for because I had him I had him in this game for two passing and one rushing. Okay. So, okay. So you're under. Actually, no, you're you're pushing. You're pushing. You're right on it. Yeah, I'm yeah, pushing. Right. Yeah. Right okay. on it. Yeah. All right. Let's go swift. Eighteen touches. Touches. It could be either way, either run or pass. They're catching passes. Eighteen touches total for Swift. Over. I'm taking over with that. I'm over too. 
I'm over that 100. percent So you're gonna. It has to in be. the 20s it with touches. Has to be. It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> they can't. Yeah. They can't win this game if you don't get. Oh, in my I, opinion, I need to tell myself right now that this is going to happen. Tone, do you understand? Right, right, if, right. If this We're, game's over and he has 12 touches and they lose, I am going to be fit to be tied. Look, so I need right like, now at 12, 15 Eastern. To, to believe in my head that that's going to be the case. Just how we're trying to convince ourselves <laughs> that we need this to happen. Cowboys it's fans no are way con- it happens because Cowboys fans it. are convincing themselves that last night didn't happen. Oh, so it's, 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 the, it's the same kind of energy there. Um, I agree. I agree. He, he, he's, he, he has to get I over 18 I, I, touches. Admittedly, that is wish, it's wishful thinking, but I, ha- I, need, I need it to be a, a thing. All right. 75 rushing yards for him. Hmm. I'm going to take the over. Over. I'm really baking on Swift having a big game tonight. I'm with you. I'm I'm going there with you, man. We're taking this ride together. All right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm over 75. We're taking this ride together. That's funny. Yes. Yes, we are. All right. Game well. Game well. Over under seven and a half rushing yards. Uh, rushing attempts. Excuse me. Oh, I was, attempts. I was going, Attempts. Slip of so, the tongue. Attempts. So are we, so for him, are we going touches or just rushing attempts? No, this is just rushing attempts this time, not not even catching the ball out of the backfield. Okay, game well over under. How many you said? What was it? Seven over? and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under. Okay. Go under. You're looking at five, six, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'm going under with that. Yep. Yeah, and, I'm kind of there and, too. And you, and you said it was seven rush attempts? Seven and a half, yeah. Seven and a half, Yeah. I'm with you, actually. Um, all yeah. right, uh, let, let's let's jump to a couple others here. Um, let's go. Um, let's go, Devontae. Six and a half receptions, over under. Hmm. Go over. I and think over, after okay. after we're going to get a heavy dose of Devontae. He's going to be the primary. Yeah, he has to be it's over under six and a half receptions. Definitely taking you over. I would have been right there, even if AJ was playing, that he'd be around six and a half. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely going over six and a half without AJ playing. Correct. All right. Uh, 85 and a half receiving yards for him. Mm. I'm taking you over. I don't think they have anybody that can cover him. Okay. I think so too. I, look, I'm going to put it this way. <clears throat> Unless they really just go crazy on the ground. If if Devontae doesn't have 85 and a half, that's probably not a great sign. It's probably a sign that things aren't going real well offensively, mm-hmm. in, at least in the air. So I'll, I'll I'll go over as well. All right, this one, Tone. Over under four and a half receptions for Quez Watkins. Four <laughs> and a half, Quez. Uh... I'll take over. I think he'll have. I think he have five on the nose. Five on the nose. Five right, five I'm going under. I, I think he gets three max. Five on the nose. Okay. Okay. You're over. I'm under. Have a four, and then this this might answer that. Forty and a half receiving yards. Forty and a half. For Quez. Yeah. Under. So what I think is going to end up happening is, I think he'll have the touches, but he don't do nothing with them. So. Okay. Um, 40 and a half 
receiving yards request, I'm taking the under for sure. Like I said, um, he's going to have the opportunities. He's not going to do nothing with them. Okay. Okay. Uh, Goddard, five and a half catches. Goddard. Five and a half. Yeah. I'm taking taking the over. Taking the over. Man, I hope you're right. I don't know why. I just don't. I'm not feeling that right now. I don't know why. So I'm going to go. I think he gets right around five. I'll take the under. Um, I, I really hope that that changes, but I'm going to go with five. Okay. About 65 and a half receiving yards for him. Oh, uh, I'm taking the under. All right. Uh, I think I think I, I think he's going to have like 60. You know. Yeah, I'm under as well. I'm under Take as well. Take me under with that. All right. Uh, let's go, Julio Jones. Over under three and a half catches, Julio. Who? Former team. Uh, uh, he wasn't here long, but I feel you. Um, yeah. Over under three and a half catches. Uh, I think they're going to use Julio in a lot of high leverage situations um, because of the experience. Um, I'm taking Julio Jones with four catches. I, I'll take the under. I think he has three. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm with under. you. I, I'm not sure there's – I look for him more in the red zone as a threat, you know, yeah. in the end zone. But I, I don't think there's a lot of gas left in the tank, man. I, I hate to say it, but I just don't. Yeah, it's a shame his two-touchdown performance – Kind of, you know, it got overshadowed. Of, got yeah. overshadowed with that collapse. Yeah. Let's face it. Anything that's happened the last couple of weeks, if somebody did something positive, just got swallowed up, and and mm -hmm. you know everything else. Uh, all right. Let, let's jump to the defensive side. Edge rushers, five and uh, excuse me, edge rushers, half a sack. They have been nowhere to be found the group, in terms of sacks. Well, we're talking I, about the I'm, group. You get you get everybody. You get BG. You get Reddick. You get Sweat. You get Nolan Smith. Half a sack, meaning do they get a sack or not in the game? Yes. <laughs> I'm taking <Okay>. the over. <laughs> I'm taking the over, too, but it's not crazy because they haven't got one in no, four I, or five I, weeks. I, 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 I totally get it. I totally get it. It was just funny hearing you say that. Yeah, I wish I I, I wish I wasn't setting the bar so low. But anyway. Right. <clears throat> uh, all right. Forced turnovers. In, in other words, the Eagles defense forcing a turnover. I'm going to lay it at a half. Half a turnover. Do they get it? Mm. I think they do. I'm taking the over. I think they. I think they. Uh, they strip sack Baker Mayfield. His mobility is going to be limited with that hip. Um, we'll see how this thing turns out, but I definitely think they force a turnover. So I'm taking the over. I like that. Okay, uh, I am too. I actually think there is going to be a turnover, and he—he's a guy who will, you know, he—he's cut down on the big time, but he'll—he's prone to a turnover or two here and there. All right, then go to the other side of this thing. How many will the Eagles commit? I'm setting that as at a half. Also, will the Eagles themselves turn the ball over tonight? Hmm. At a half. Yeah. Um, Meaning, will they have one or will they not have one? I think they will. So I'm taking it over. Okay. Okay, uh, I think they, I think they will too. I, it's, I'm sorry, it's been the remo all year, 
until mm-hmm. they show me otherwise, I'm I'm going there. Uh, all right, Mike Evans. This is a key one here, Tony. You know, real quick. Yeah, they are going to turn the ball over for one, but you know, you want to know who's going to turn it over? Quez Watkins. Oh God. Watch. Oy, oy, he's going to turn. He's 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 going to turn it over. Watch. He's going to catch. He's going to catch a big ball, and we're going to be like, "Yay!" You think he's going <laughs> to fumble? Watch. Oh, geez, you you are killing me, man. You are killing me with this. Oh my God. Uh, I, and I don't. By the way, I don't doubt it. Okay, but jeez, all right. It's crazy because this footage out there, of me being a Quez Watkins guy, you know, I liked, I, you know, I liked, um, I liked him drafting him out of Southern, um, Southern uh, Mississippi, I believe it is, Southern yeah. Mississippi or Southern Missouri, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I like, I liked him then. I liked the pick. He was productive in that uh, that season where he had to step up. He ended up being better than Jalen Rager. I mean, low hanging fruit, but still, um, I liked him. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, man. He just fell out of favor with me. Can't really, rem- can't really remember when it happened. No, I, remember I know when it happened. happened I know what happened. It was at Dallas game it last was year. It Dallas game. Yeah, with Gardner Minshew starting. Yeah. Where, where everybody, that, that's gonna, gonna everybody dumped on Gardner Minshew. There's two picks that shouldn't have been picks. And the Eagles probably win the game if that doesn't happen because he just flat out doesn't fight for the ball. He and then I saw ball. a replay of it in Seattle where he should have at least broken it up. I'm not telling you he had to make the catch. But, right. man, knock it out of the guy's hands. Every time I see Jalen Hurts throw a, a iffy ball to, to, to Devontae Smith for A.J. Brown, for the most part, they make sure that they start. They they become defenders. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yep. they're. Cause Watkins just like, oh, he overthrew me, so I guess the play's yeah, over. What, what are you gonna do? Like, no, dude. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna fight for the football. That's what you're right. gonna do. Uh, all right, uh, Mike Evans, eighty-five and a half receiving yards Ooh. for Tampa. What's we'll say that again? Mike Evans, eighty-five and a half receiving yards. Who? I'm taking, say it. I'm, o- I'm, over. I'm taking it over. Easily. Yeah. I'm taking it over. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who, you know, routine, routinely gets 1,200 yards every single year um, against the secondary that's banged up, that's likely without Reed Blankenship. So, you, you know, there's – and the corners that have struggled. You know, not to mention it's Slay's first game back in, what, a month? A month and change? Mm-hmm. So I worry about that. You know, he he's the guy. Like I think they'll. You can keep Godwin in check. Godwin's good too. Don't get me wrong. You you can keep Godwin in check. Evans is the one you got to really worry about here because they Tampa will. Um, you know they'll they'll run it, but they don't run it particularly well. I I think you're going to see Mayfield with a decent amount of attempts, which means, you know, Mike Evans is probably going to get his. Uh, right. is, is the way it's looking. All right, let's get a timeout. One o'clock. Uh, Chris is going to join us, and we will. Chris Franklin will join us from Tampa, so that'll be at one o'clock. We'll come back. We'll look at the Cowboys. We'll look at the Lions. We'll look at what happened in Saturday's games, and then today's game uh, in Buffalo, which is a four thirty start with blizzard conditions and craziness going on in Buffalo. So a lot to dive into uh, with the NFL, and we'll do it all when we get back. All right, let me tell you about Pro Action Restoration with some of the crazy weather we're having. Yeah, you, you know. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I talked to my buddy the other day and, and a tree fell into his house when we had the, those bad winds and rain the other day. And I told him, I got the place for you. It's pro action restoration. If you have any kind of issues, because they will come in, they will clean it up, whether it's fire, water, uh, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. They are licensed, bonded and fully insured. And they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro action will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So again, 
water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.
Welcome back in, everybody. Appreciate you hanging with us on this MLK day. Rob Ellis, Tony Shields, getting you set for the Birds and the Bucks. Kickoff 8-15 tonight, but there was a lot of action this weekend, Tone. And I don't know about you, but I can't get enough. So the Cowboys lose at home uh, to the the lowest seed. Oh, it feels so good. It feels just, just yes. Yes, cascades it does. out of the mouth. It's just a beautiful thing. It just, it just feels amazing, doesn't it? It really does. And and by the way, don't be fooled by the 48-32 score. Anybody Please. who watched that thing knows that that very easily could as have been a 50-10 to game. You know, as a, as a matter of fact, I think it's important for context purposes, right? Please, please do. Context me. I think it's important that the fans really know how bad this game got. So this is what we're going to do real quick. I believe in t- I believe in taking um snapshots of moments in time. Okay. Right? I believe I'm a heavy believer in that. So yeah. I just want to let you guys know at one point this is what the game looked like. That's what it looked like. Wow, 40 with the whole with, with the whole quarter to go. With the whole quarter to go. That's how that thing looked. Come on, man. How about 27 nothing in the second quarter? How about God that? can't God is glorious. <laughs> he 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 knows he knows when and when not to put his hand on your shoulder. And man oh man, he put uh, his hand on my shoulder last night. And I think those Dallas Cowboys, I think they forgot to say their prayers that morning because he God wasn't in that building last night. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't in that building. Nobody could uh-huh. save them from that last night. Well, he was wearing green and gold. Uh, you know, if he, if he was, uh, that's for sure. So. Uh, how about this, Tone? It's now been 28 years since the Cowboys' last Super Bowl appearance. 28 years. When's the last time they've been to a conference championship game? Let's take it. Let's take it. Let's, let's start there. That It's that same year. There have been one since. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing. What year was that? 95, 96? 96. I want to say it was 96, 97, mm. 96 or 97. Yeah. But mm. so Dak, 41 of 60, 403 yards, three touchdowns, but two, count them, two interceptions. Oh, pick six and pick one in six. the red zone, right? Correct. Uh, and an 80, you know, what? who cares? 87.8 passer rating. But here's the, here's the only question I have for you. So I'm watching, the, I was watching the game with a couple of buddies and my one buddy mm. says to me, Dude, this is beautiful, but I'm like, there's no but. He said, here's the only but. If they fire McCarthy, do they hire Belichick? I'm not worried. Look, if that happens, whatever. Deal with that then. They're not hiring Bill Belichick. I don't think Belichick would 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 allow himself to be controlled by Jerry Jones. That's what I don't I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't I don't really see that happening at all. You know. He, 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 that doesn't even look, seem like a fit. Yeah, people are just talking. You know, it's funny. Derek Prescott's numbers on the outside looking in, you would think he he battled and it was a duel. And, and, and quite frankly, he rolled over and died. Yeah. If you ask me, all those numbers you see from Dak Prescott, inflated garbage time stats. By that point, they were down forty-eight to sixteen. His he his anything he provided last night was obsolete. He was a non-factor. Last night, so don't let that school don't let it fool you. Um, I don't know. I don't think a Bill Belichick can. I don't think Bill Belichick can be the one to save 
the uh, the bad juju that's hanging around the Cowboys organization. They are who we thought they were. They are, they are exactly the team that we expect them to be. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna make a lot of noise in the playoffs. They're gonna you know they're gonna make you they're gonna make you think that they're legit. And here we are, lo and behold, they're gonna fumble the bag. You yeah. know what's so funny? Am I tripping, or did the Philadelphia Eagles know something that we didn't know about the Packers? Did they say to themselves, you know what, let's let's not get that number two seed. <laughs> let's hang out at the number five seed. Oh. Let's let the Cowboys think they're better than what they really are. And then allow them to fall asleep against the Packers. Because I yeah. think I I firmly believe they came into that game underestimating the Packers. The I firmly believe oh, that. I, I 100% believe that. 100% believe They that. came into that game thinking that they were just going to dominate them. The home field advantage was, was just going to carry them to the win. And that's the problem. That's the problem. By the way, you know, man, Packers are going to be a problem. They are young. They are they're young. Yeah, they're young, and they don't know how good they are yet. But I think now. <laughs> I think they do now. Their confidence is awake. Now everybody's awake to them. I mean, that, that was a wake-up call. I think they're a team that believes they can beat anybody. Yeah. And, that, and, and, that's, and that's a dangerous level of confidence to have if you're the I opponent. Agree. I agree with you. Um, all right. So, uh, Jordan Love, let's, let's give him a little uh, love. 16 of 21, 272. The guy was super efficient. Three touchdowns, no picks, 157.2 pass rating. He was rating. masterful in the play action. He was awesome. Masterful. Awesome in play action. Awesome on third down. When, Like you said, whenever there was a like a, a touch of a momentum swing, not that there was much, he just answered. You know, and, and props to Aaron Jones, who was really, really good uh, in that game yesterday as well. But you know, uh, uh, dubs and a bunch of the, I mean, six catches, a buck 51. Yo, he his, was really good. Love has an arm, you know, his arm is, yeah, he has he's a re- really good arm. He's, he's the real deal. It's he amazing. threw a lot of those off the back foot, I think, right? He threw a lot of those off the back foot. He does have an, you're right. Yeah. But think about it, they They're, they're going to go from Favre to Rogers to this guy. Like that is crazy, man. That succession plan there with those quarterbacks. So I, I get, I give him a lot of credit. He, he was, he, he's smooth. The the moment wasn't too. I mean, think about it. Dallas was undefeated at home. Like they're they're the scoring discrepancy was like more than twenty points. Like they were ki- not just winning, killing teams mm-hmm. at home. And Green Bay was like, "Let's go." Okay. Yeah. With, with, you know, and, and it was uh, it was awesome. It, it was awesome to be props to to uh, Matt Lafleur as well. He had I that, think, that his crew ready. I think they had the lug- I think they had the luxury of, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You I know agree. What I mean? So it's like. Yep. You, you you don't realize that you're not supposed to be in this. You're not supposed to be in this game. You don't realize that you're not supposed to be up forty at the sixteen. You, you're, you're, it's like they they were playing so free, and it, it worked in their favor. Yes. Now let's see how they respond the following week against the Niners. When okay, the, now people people see you now. People people know what you're capable of. Can you do the same thing to the Niners? Yeah, I doubt it. Right, but. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Packers and Niners have a very interesting history. Yep. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, all right. So now we also know if the Eagles win, who they play. The Lions, you know, coupled with the Cowboy game and the Lions winning last night, we know the Eagles would go to Detroit and they would play Sunday at 3 o'clock tone. That we know. Okay. They they obviously wouldn't play Saturday because they're playing a Monday game. Uh, right. So the Lions, you know, it was a very entertaining game. Lions win 24-23. They got a big stop when they had to get it on fourth down, and mm-hmm. they also got a huge first down on the throw to Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, L.A. was was short two timeouts because they had to use them earlier because it was so loud in the dome, 
And that's mm-hmm. where that, that home field advantage comes into play. Um, but, uh, you know, Goff, again, 22 of 27, 277 yards and that touchdown to Laporta. Props to Laporta for playing on a really bad knee mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, the rookie. But here's what I, I really want to give um, Jared Goff some love here. He very easily, when he got traded to Detroit, could have said, I'm not playing there. I don't want to go to Detroit, man. You know, I, I, I'm i a California kid. I end up there, blah, blah, blah. I know he's from Northern California, but whatever. He's a California guy. So he goes there and he, and he just, he just digs in, you know, and, and Campbell goes there. Their GM is freaking awesome. You mm-hmm. go back and look at their drafts. Brad Holmes is the real deal. Uh, but they started slowly, but surely building. And, and now you're seeing, you know, it come to fruition. That was, that was, that was impressive, man, what the Lions did. It really was. Yeah, definitely, man. They've been building this team over the past few years. They really leveraged that Matthew Stafford trade and really got the most out of it. Um, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. They 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 built they built the heck of a machine. And who would have thought they they would who would have thought they would still be in the playoffs and the Cowboys wouldn't? Um, the Lions are a team and, and are going to be a team to be reckoned with um, now and going forward. Um, Jared Goff, he's a he's a guy who's how does Jared Goff? He's he's twenty nine, thirty ish. He's twenty nine, right? Twenty nine. Um, born October fourteenth, nineteen ninety four. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's yeah, yeah thirty later 20. in the year. Yeah. Just turned 29. So, um, look, man, he revitalized his career. He didn't take his ball and go home. Uh, he didn't take his ball and run home. Mm-hmm. He locked in with the he locked them with the Lions, believed in the vision. And look at this, man. Um, Amon Rossi Brown had an amazing game. Uh, Puka Nakua, my God, had an amazing game as well, man. He's a beast. Uh, I think both quarter, I think both quarterbacks played fairly well. Stafford was really good too. And he took a beating, man. He took a beating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kept getting up. I Aiden Hutchinson was everywhere. Aiden Hutchinson yesterday, two sacks. He had four QB hits and was just a wrecking crew. Um yeah, Stafford five, kept five quarterback hits. He was in, he was five. he was in it. Yeah, yeah, he was in it. But Stafford 25 to 36, 367, two touchdowns. He played well. I mean, it it was a good football game. Yeah, and, and props to Detroit. Yeah, they did their thing at home and they're gonna get another home game. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, I think Tyler Higby tore his ACL last night. Yeah, it's so. too bad. It's too bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. um so we know that we know Detroit awaits if the Eagles win, obviously, uh they will await them. But you know, we'll see what ends up happening there um tonight. But that's the other the other thing is let's go to the game that's at four thirty now. Tell them that game was moved from the one o'clock window yesterday because Buffalo is, is in the midst of just hellacious snow and, and cold. They've been shoveling all night. I know like, over, like, overnight, still, overnight. still asking for people to show up with shovels, like literally. Still asking him, we're, what are we, three hours away? What are we, what time is it? Four hours away from kickoff, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's supposed to be, it looks like the snow has stopped, so they should be good in that sense. But they're still really worried about the conditions and the cold and everything else. But they're going to play it. Uh, and they're, they're, they're going to have like shuttle buses. They're asking fans to drive to, to certain locales. And then they're going to do shuttle buses to get them to the to the stadium. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here, and you know how many people are actually, in fact, in the stands. Uh, you know, I, I know they can deal with it; they're used to that. You know, that cold, but this is even extreme for them. Yeah, I, I actually think the people in the stands are going to be less because the uh, the date changed. You know, people work. Yeah. You know, if, if that's if that's if that's, if they even have to still because of that weather, who knows? Yeah. But um, it may not be as many people in that stadium as we had previously anticipated because of that weather. 
and the and the and the schedule change. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. We'll see. I mean, we keep our eye on 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 what that looks like. But it's gonna be it's fun. It'll be it's nice to have the lead in game for the before the Eagles yeah. uh, today as well. Um, all right. So speaking of cold tone, Saturday night in Kansas City, it was minus four at kickoff. That's a kickoff. Woo! And you know, we talked about this Friday. I did I would have liked Kansas City even if it wasn't cold in this game. Yeah. Yeah. But you just knew Miami was not going to travel well in that stuff, man. You knew. You knew. And you, you saw Pacheco just trucking guys. And Kansas City was the aggressor in this game. Andy Reid didn't change who he was. He kept throwing. Rasheed Rice is, has turned into, into the go-to guy for, for Mahomes. And Miami had no answers. Tua looked bad. He didn't look like he wanted to be out there. Tyreek Hill did get the one touchdown, but they did a really good job on him. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't even notice Waddle. Like, you know, Miami's soft, man. They are they're soft. They're they're soft. You know, they're 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 a soft football team, and it's it's, it's just how they're built. I mean, they're they're built fast. They got a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism, but they don't really have an edge to them. They don't really have the physicality. If you ask me, and on top of that, they were dealing with a lot of energies on the defensive side, so um, it was to be expected. But overall, the, uh, everybody knew that this team wouldn't travel well. Everybody knew. Everybody, like the, the like people, the jury was the, people had the Dolphins figured out pretty early. Yeah, and they and they held true to this. You know, they held true to their standard. And here we are. They they um, eleven and eleven and six season, and they're one and done. I mean, look. The Dolphins are a team that's historically been pretty bad, especially in this in this uh, century. They've been pretty inconsistent, pretty bad. So to have some consistency at that, you know, at at, at that team, it's you got to take what you can get. But they obviously want more than just you know a one and done in the playoffs. But they got to get tougher. They got they got to build themselves a little differently, man. Um, the, see, they're fast, but they got to build for these weather games. And if you don't have a quarterback with an arm who can throw in these conditions, like the Chiefs have, mm-hmm. you're going to struggle. I agree with you. I agree with you. And and look, Miami's got a lot of things to figure out. Uh, they didn't exactly close the season out on a great note either. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't quite Eagles, you know, kind of falling apart. But they got some a lot of questions to be answered, man. Right. Uh, and and you know, two is what rolling into his last year of his deal. So they're going to have to figure that out too because they're like way over the cap also mm-hmm. in addition to everything else. They got their work cut out for them. Um, you see the play where Mahomes, there was like a helmet to helmet and a piece of his helmet broke off. You know, I heard about that. See, see, I didn't see it because I walked away uh, for a bit, but I heard about that. And it looks like a chunk of his helmet missing, right? <laughs> There's this like big piece. It was like black. You know, the red broke off and you just saw the black padding underneath man it was pretty wild and then, and then they were trying to get another helmet on him and he didn't like the fit of the other helmet and he's trying to pull padding out of his old helmet and stick it in it's, it's like a whole thing going on that's that's how that's how you know it was cold out there it was so cold it cracked the helmet i know right i, I don't remember that happening you know in other circumstances all right so let's go to uh the earlier game on saturday houston smokes cleveland 45 14 flacco two pick sixes uh C.J. Stroud, by the way, did exactly what he did all year. 16 of 21, 274, three touchdowns, no picks, 157.2 passer rating. He's done it all year. The guy doesn't turn the ball over, and he's just been super efficient. Now, I props to 
Well, D'Amico Ryans obviously has just done a great job overall. But the OC there, Bobby Slowick, who I think is going to be a head coach, he's done a really nice job with him with some of the play mm-hmm. design. I, I, re- I just like what's going on there with that team. And they're doing it without Tank Dell, too. And Nico Collins has become a monster. He's a beast Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, um, John Michi third finally yeah. getting his time, you know, at the, you know, at the, at the fighting cancer. Yeah. So um, that's, you know, that's been a player that that didn't really get talked about much that they had in the cut. Um, he had a big catch. Um, uh, Brevin Jordan had a big catch, you know, for a touchdown. Oh, Schultz had touchdown. one for a TD. He's good tight end. Yeah, yeah yep. he is. He is. Um, so, so overall, this team is filled with a, filled with a bunch of young guys who, um, a lot of people don't know how good they are quite yet. Nico Collins is amazing, but overall they did a good job. I feel like they ran the ball well with Singletary. He um 13 carries, 66 yards, average five yards a carry and a touchdown. Longest run of the day was 29 yards. Overall, they were just overall they just dominated the game. It's really that simple. Yep. And you and, and you mentioned it right. The pick sixes, man, you gave them you get you gave them 14 points. Yep. But even then, you lose. 31-14 then. <laughs> like so it's Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I still think they lose too. I agree. I mm-hmm. you know, the, the the thing even with the the Flacco you know sort of renaissance that he had with Cleveland, he had a pick in every one of his starts. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you're playing with some fire there uh to begin with and, and you know, the first one was bad. I think the first one they were they were driving and and that was bad. The other one was just terrible. I mean, I'm talking about in terms of the throws. Just just awful. Um, hey, it, the magic ran out, and yeah. uh, CJ Stroud is looking like uh, he's he he he's the the youngest quarterback to win the playoff game. You know, it's it's, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, I like I like everything that Houston's doing. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's got to be murder if you're Carolina. I mean, you could have just sat in your spot and and got and likely gotten him, and. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you 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 were terrible. You're the worst team in football this year, and you don't even have your pick. It's a double whammy. Yeah. You don't have Stroud, and you don't have your pick after having a crap year. Oh man, this is how Miami felt when they passed on Herbert and drafted Tua, but then now they feel better. But obviously now Tua is playing a lot better, so it doesn't look as bad. Um, hopefully that can be similar for the, for the Panthers. They get some production out of Bryce Young. They yep. put him in a good situation. You know, Miami did everything possible to make sure Tua had a, a weapon or two. Um, but man, man, if you're Carolina, you're looking you're looking at yourself like, damn. But then that begs the question: Could CJ Stroud thrive in that environment? That's the other thing. Like, it's not it's, it's not it's not as simple as you know, um, wrong. Like you drafted the wrong guy. It's not as simple as that, right? Is yeah. that is that Carolina environment? Was it was it would would it would it have been conducive for anyone's success? I know. I'm a firm believer in. There's a lot of randomness, but I'm a firm believer in where you land can really dictate your career. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, what happens to Tom Brady if he doesn't end up in a place like New England? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what happens what, what if he lands in a place where there's no way he gets an opportunity? Right, no way. But- right, or he should, or, or if Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, um, then that's really sort of random stuff. But I'm I'm saying yeah. in general, like Patrick Mahomes is a, is an unbelievable talent, but Andy Reid has enhanced what he does has gotten the most out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine if Chicago took him. Right. Right. Exactly. So that, that's the thing. I mean, you, 
you know, in some ways you can't control it. I guess you could be, you, you could pull the, Hey, don't draft me, you know, routine or whatever that some guys do and maybe yeah. try to try to get yourself to a certain spot or whatever. But yeah. you know, some of it, you just got to roll with the punches. Like, like if you're Bryce young, of course you're, you're the first overall pick, man, which means you get the most money that you could possibly get on the rookie scale. And he's, I don't think he's the type of dude that would say, don't take me. And and you couldn't have seen it being this disastrous. You had Frank Reich there. It looked like they were putting together a good staff. You had uh, Deuce Staley there, you know, McCown, whatever. But it, it just went into pieces. The problem he's going to have is if they bring in an offensive mind and and they actually get him an okay line and all that, and he still looks bad next year, This the, the, the C.J. Stroud thing is going to look awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, awful. Yeah, we'll Carolina see. has Carolina has so much they need to fix on the old line at the receiver position. They have so much they have to fix the running back position. It's we're not gonna really know what this is. We're probably not gonna know what this is until maybe a couple more years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, and but last thing on Houston, Derek Barnett has become a major contributor for them. He had a sack, a QB hit, and a tackle for a loss on Saturday. He's had now three and a half sacks in five games with them. Mm -hmm. This is a bad look for the Eagles coaching staff. Agreed. Agreed. He couldn't even get on the field for you. And now you have basically very little depth. I mean, you're talking about Reddick and Sweat and and Brandon Graham and Nolan Smith, who's not ready or or not the guy, one or the other. You know, it's a bad look for a team that loves to just keep cranking in, in and out guys on that D line. Yeah. It's a bad look, especially knowing that you, um, you need the depth or you lack it, you know, not a good look at all, but also a big question. What we have ever got that production out of him in the first place. I mean, sometimes a change of scenery does you good. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, Houston weather is a lot better than Philly weather, you know? So, uh, look, man, uh, it is damning on the coaching staff for not being able to get the most out of that guy and not being able to maximize his skill set. It's definitely damning. But also, again, it's hard to dictate and assume that he would have gave you that production in Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, we can always go back and forth about it, but overall, Eagles coaching staff got to wear that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it is. And again, it, everything is, is, is in question. That's for sure. All right, so there's seven coaching vacancies. As we mentioned, the teams are Tennessee, Vegas, the Chargers, Washington, Atlanta, Carolina, Seattle, as of right now. Uh, the Chargers have met with Jim Harbaugh. No, mm. Nothing nothing eminent in terms of the decision of what's going to happen there. But you I, you feel the same way I feel. This feels like it's over for him at Michigan. Like he, he did it. He won his national title. He's going back to the pros one way or the other. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um... This, this is the best time to get out. Yeah. The best time. You give him a championship, no one's going to kill you if you leave. Yeah. And, and you're going to maximize time. your bucks because you're coming off a national title too. Maximize your bucks. You're going to maximize um, the amount of support that you have. Right. Um, Michigan's not going to look at you one way or another. You know, you give them a national championship, a natty. He, Agreed. He, he, he has equity. He can, he can write his own ticket. All right, so that's that. Leslie Frazier, former Eagles assistant, is interviewing with Vegas. So he will interview with Vegas. Yeah, I think he was the D.C. for the Bills a while back, too, a couple years ago, right? He was, yeah. He stepped away. It's a personal stuff. He stepped away, but he he said, I'll be back at some point. And 
So look, he's he's ready to come back. Hmm. And um, where's and where is he in line to get a job? Vegas. Vegas. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know um, Antonio Pierce interviewed. I think it was with Tennessee. Um, I believe it was Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, if I think we talked about this last week, if we didn't, Brian Johnson has two interview requests in, uh, which he'll he'll do after tonight's game. One with Tennessee and one with Carolina, I believe, are the two teams. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting because, I, like I said, the, the Cowboys thing, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know that Jerry brings him back. He's got one year left on his deal. It sort of feels like he's going to be gone. Are you talking about Dak? No, no, no. Um, McCarthy. McCarthy. Okay, McCarthy. <clears throat> well, that, we'll get to Dak in a minute because I'll give you I'll give you a number that's going to blow you away with him. But but yeah, because yeah, he he has no money left on the contract. I mean, no no guarantee money. Right. Um, if, they, if they he's have... there. He's got a fifty nine point four. Just to back to Dak, he's got a fifty nine point four million cap hit. Now it doesn't mean they can't redo his deal, but that's no way is he coming back at that number next year. They're they're going to have to decide um, if he's if he's the, if he's the long term guy. And I and I think they're going to I think they're going to give him the money. He had he had a great year, but when it mattered most, again, he disappeared. Mm-hmm. And when you know the end of the song already, when you know how this movie ends, is it worth committing to? Mm-hmm. But then you're going to say to yourself, "Well, that keeps us relevant." And Jerry yeah, Jones. Yeah, here's about my that. guess, Tone. Dak's back at a at a rework deal, and McCarthy's out. That's my guess. Oof, people are really. Pulling from McCarthy to get lose that job, dude. I'm telling, like, I, as an Eagles fan, I'd rather he stay there. Let me be real clear about that, because I think he, in, in the end, he always screws it up. But do we think I'm Jerry's going to make a reaction? He's 81, man, and he said this one hurt more than any other one. Like, I don't know. I think he's very. <laughs> it's not like we're talking like a relationship. Really, he's vulnerable and emotional right now. He's vulnerable right now, yeah. which means <laughs> which means he could it could happen. Just I'm curious, you know, a, a live chat. I'm curious, man. Do you guys think? Do you guys think that McCarthy is out and Dak is back? Do you guys think Dak is out, McCarthy's back? Do you guys think they're both out, both back? I'm curious to know what the live chat thinks in this situation. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Mac- I feel like McCarthy's back. Do you really? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not locked to step on it, but. It's, I don't know. All right, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll what's see your that. alternative? What's our? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. This is a, a nice. Back. This is a yeah. nice pool of coaches to pull from. But what's the alternative? The alternative you is see, you take a run at. Do you Belichick. see Vrabel going down there? Do you see Vrabel, Belichick? No, Harbaugh, Belichick. You get one of these, you know, Bobby Slowick guys. I don't know. I mean, mm. there, there's a bunch of dudes out there. And then you doing that? That means you're moving on from Dan Quinn. Moving on from wherever the OC is, this is this 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 is the Cowboys, man. They 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 know how to keep themselves in the news because yeah, they they're very good at that. We have no idea how this thing is going to pan out, and everyone's going to be watching it. Agreed, agreed. All right, let's hit it. Let's come back. Uh, Chris Franklin from NJ.com will join us from Tampa. Uh, we'll get the latest on what's happening with the birds from Chris. Looking forward to talking to him. All right, I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services right now. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. 
They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So uh, if you have any types of issues, uh, they are just a quick phone call away and they serve Southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamutin Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Welcome back in. Yes, it is a football Monday. Yes, you'll we'll often get a chance to say that in the postseason, but we are saying it today, that's for sure. Rob Ellis, Tony Shields, hanging with you. We are Sports Take. We haven't had a chance to talk to our next guest in a while. Always great to get his insights. You can check out his work, nj.com, as well on Twitter at C 
Franklin News. That would be Chris Franklin. Chris, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Hope you guys are doing well. Doing great, Chris. All right, first off, uh, cool. we're gonna have you. We're gonna have you play Cecily Tyne in here or Hurricane Schwartz. What's uh, what are we looking at weather wise here uh, in, in in the game tonight? Here we see we're seeing at least my on my crude apt that I have. Uh, it looks like some rain in the forecast here. What are you seeing? I mean, if you want me to get a bow tie, of course, I think I have oh, to a bow tie as a brush or something like that. <laughs> but right now, I was I was watching beforehand. It's like 65 degrees. They say it's going to be around 67 game time. It's going to rain during like, so anybody who's watching who's down in the tailgates are saying it's going to rain then. But they say the rain's going to end by the first quarter. That's what one forecast I saw on, on, on down here said. So for the most part, it's going to be a wet field early on. and But after that, things should clear up and should be good from there on out. You know, Chris, um, thanks again for coming on to the show, man. It's been a while. We appreciate you. Um, a, 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 a lot has been leading up to this matchup. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles were trying to win the division. Um, that didn't happen. But, again, the Cowboys are a gift that keeps on giving. And uh, we, we saw how that panned out last night. Um, how much of this fifth seed could be a blessing in disguise for the Philadelphia Eagles? I think it's good because it's in terms of two things. One, the path is obviously easier now. And I say that lightly because Detroit's a team you don't want to mess with because the way they're playing, their physical nature, they can be a problem. So it's, even if they win tonight, the Eagles win tonight, it's still not still not cakewalk from here on out, but you get to avoid the 49ers, which is better. The other one is I think it gives this team a chance to get away from everything, even if it's for like a day or two, and try to avoid the noise as much as possible because the best thing, especially with the Cowboys losing, they can say, you know what, anything can happen. I mean – Look at look, if you just look at that Rams game last night. The Rams played it close. So even though they're a road team, even though this team on paper should beat this Buccaneers team, and they've had issues, who knows? Maybe anything can happen. It just starts with one win. So this, which is saying a lot for this, the way this team is playing right now. But I guess that's the best thing to do: is start on the road, try to galvanize themselves, and then try to start some type of run. All right, Chris, so injuries could play a big part in this game. Guys who aren't playing and guys who are playing through injuries, namely Jalen with a finger and, and Baker Mayfield's dealing with a couple different things. But let, let's start with A.J. Brown not playing. In your estimation, other than Devontae just getting more opportunities, who's the other guy who is capable and, and, and needs to step up for the Birds tonight? I think it's a name we haven't said a lot all season. It's, it's not just Dallas, Dallas, Dallas guy. I think it's Julio Jones. The way I think you see him on the outside, I think you see a lot more of him tonight. I think you see a little bit more of Quez Watkins, but I think when you look at Julio, he's not going to give you the number of snaps that he used to do years before. He's not going to just not going to do that. But I think you see in some high leverage situations, maybe when you're starting to plus 30 or you're in your opponent's 30 yard line on, you just get, you go ahead and give him a chance. I mean, you've seen the ability what he's can, he can still do at times when he's given a shot or when he's even targeted. That's the main, that's the main thing. If Hurts targets him. I think he can make some plays, especially against his Buccaneers secondary in, in the middle of the field. And that's an area where now you don't have Brown. You really need to attack that tonight. You know, with the injuries, like, you know, like, uh, like Rob said, how do you – what do you anticipate the Philadelphia Eagles doing? And um, what do you think they should do, right? You know, that, that, you know, that's always a competing thought, right? What they should do versus what they will do. <laughs> and um, and and everything we know about this, we had a team, whole segment on this already, Chris. Just oh, a, whole, a whole segment about, it. but no, knowing what we know, right? Uh, does the injury bug lend to the Philadelphia Eagles kind of really leaning on a running game more in this matchup? How do you think this thing is going to play out? See, what should play out 
is what I is that we talked about blessings in disguise that you didn't is it was an illness you don't want DeAndre Swift on the field, but the fact that he's another weak pressure, he didn't have to run or anything to get any answer like that for it. I think you feed him the ball, you feed him often, early, often as many times as you can get from him. Because we saw he did 16 carries, 130 yards the last time he, he played this team. Yeah. yeah, you know, he can have success against them. And Tampa Bay's probably looking at that, but I still think he can still beat through that, especially in, 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 in the box eight. What, if you go off history, what will happen probably? Here it comes. Deep shot after deep shot after deep shot after deep shot, after deep, <laughs> shot deep shot. Did I say no deep shot? There's a deep shot. Deep, let's get out. But I think that's what should happen. And then yeah, throw, throw a bubble screen in next to that, too. But bubble screen in? Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, and, and the one thing, and this is what I worry about when you look at Todd Bowles and the way that how good of a defensive coach he is when he he's he might manipulate that box to show a certain look when they count the county go oh okay then you go out to both especially on third they just try to le- out leverage the eagles in that situation so that's another thing i'm keeping an eye on tonight and see how the, that chess match between him and, and johnson sirianni slash whole offensive coaching staff how that goes yeah he, he they blitz the third most of anybody uh in the nfl well, let, let's talk about the guys who are playing through injury, Chris. I guess I'll start with Baker because we don't hear as much on that end down there. He's dealing with ribs and an ankle, and he didn't practice the early portion of the week. That's sort of the approach they've been taking. You, if you watch that game last week, he didn't – he looked like he was moving around all that well. It, it, where's he at, at at this point as we kick this thing off in what's, whatever it is, seven hours? Well, I'm seeing it. Everything looks like right now it's going to be a game time. It might be game time decision, but I think he's playing. Uh, something like a game like this, I think he's playing, but they're going to have their backups ready to go. I, it's one of those things where, you know, he's he he's the one, he's their spark plug. As much as I say, like, and who would have thought we say Baker Mayfield's their spark plug in, in an offense like that? Of course, you got Mike Evans and Chris, and, and Chris Guy on the outside, but the way he's been playing, he was playing before that Panthers game really galvanized that team. And that's a streaky Baker, but. You can't protect yourself, and it's bad enough your ankle. You can't move around, protect yourself, and then you already got a rib injury already. You can get a lot of pain, and we haven't seen this Eagles pass rush get there consistently at all. And when you look at that, this might be a game where you know this is a game where Derek. You would like to have Derek Barnett in the fact that he, you know, he would get a hit on the quarterback even if it was late, but it got the quarterback thinking. So <laughs> yeah. this is where we take a shot to the ribs, take a fifteen yard early in the game, you're like, but. Baker's starting to think, like, oh, that's hurting. I got to get the ball out quicker. So that's – you kind of miss him in that aspect now too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's funny, right? There's so much pressure on his defensive line, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they are the linchpin of the defense. But, you know, I'm willing to say this. I think it's going to be so important for this offense to really do their best to keep their own defense off the field as much as possible. I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to find a way to shorten this game, lean on their run game, get their RPO and the play-action game going and just do whatever they can to put their defense in optimal situations. I, th- I think that's their only way of trying to make it through not just this game, but any kind of playoff matchup that they may have uh, going forward. Uh, what say you about that, Chris? I think in all actuality, you know, looking back on, you know, everybody, like myself included, thought Matt Patricia could do some things to fix this defense at the time. I think when they made that move, it basically became a offense. You got to win this type of deal because you got to win games this way. And when you look at the way it's basically turning to win shootouts and you can, Bucks defense, I know, statistically may not look like, hey, they're the world beaters, especially this season, but they've still got a lot of good guys on that side of the ball. But like you said before, when you look at this defense, they've had issues with run, the running game, stopping the run. So you're on the field more and you lessen your offensive ways to go. That it's a, it's a ball control game that the Eagles are going to need to win in that aspect. And they're going to have to win it on the ground and put up a lot of points while doing it. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of 12, 13, 14 play drives just because they don't want to give up the big, like, I think you'll see a lot of that in order to try to grind in and, and, and keep that defense fresh. But that's, you got a lot of veterans on that side of the ball and, and some, a lot of exper- unexperienced guys. Just get, keep them, just limit their chances that the Eagles defense have to be on that field. That's the way to do it. Just yeah, almost run and shoot, almost in a way. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right, let's go back. Wow, that was, there's your, your rides here. Oh, <laughs> it's a boat ride, I guess. I don't know. They got the boats right nearby in clear water. Oh, you're so right. You got a nice suite. You got a little, you'll get the view of the water there. Look at you, man. Yeah, I'll get to use some points for this one now as well. <laughs> NJ.com spare, no expense. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I don't go all that far. Now, there's some, <laughs> some points we used on this one now. <laughs> um, you're, yeah, your yacht is awaiting, Chris. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, I want to go back to, to Bowles and his aggressiveness. Yeah, he's always aggressive, but you know with the Eagles' struggles against the Blitz, he's probably going to have even more exotic look styled up. So this year against the Blitz, Jalen, five touchdowns, eight interceptions, which is the most in football. Why have they struggled so much? Because they were good against the Blitz last year, Chris. What's happened? I think it was a couple, was a couple of things. I think one, A, I think is the not just having a hot route, but the type of hot routes they run. They're not yet utilizing that one. The issues we've heard over time about throwing in the middle field, usually a lot of times, especially if you're going to blitz in the middle, that's where the open spot is. A lot of and teams don't have the rotations ready. It's it's a partly it's partly schematic in that way. I think it also is partly on, on Jalen to make sure he targets and get the ball over the middle. And for some reason, like he has some issues lately. Well, not lately, but a lot of the season, right? A lot. Of, actually, no, I'll go lately too. A lot of the season, you know, he's had issues when you look and try to throw in the middle and. I don't know if he's afraid, I'm not to say afraid, but he doesn't worry about getting balls bad down where he's not bad. He's always rolling out to his left, rolling out to his right, and not truly stepping up to the pocket as much as you like to see that, but it's a blitz. So I think he, he with him, and I think you can see it tonight a couple in a couple ways. If he just steps up and he avoids that first rush, it is depending on that one too, because I think the Buccaneers are going to try to attack him on the edge, just, especially on that right side and make him try to force him to his left. It's, looking at bowls and, and some stuff that the Eagles are doing. I think they're going to try to do that. If he just steps up in the pockets in some of the ways, I think he, ha- he has a good night on rushing the ball too. But it's a matter of him, it's a matter of him, offensive line, getting on the same page, making sure they get the right looks and to get that and make the right decisions to open up those holes and, and to get the, the ball out. But, Chris, you know, what What, what are your what are your expectations for Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff tonight? Um, a lot of people believe – Nick and a lot of the staff, you know, they're coaching for their jobs. Um, when you hear that, um, how do you process that, and how much do you how much do you buy into that notion? I think Nick, if anything, Nick Tost doesn't get an ugly blowout in that way. I think he wants his team to be competitive, which is sad when you think about this team is sort of ten and one before he like he's really like we're we're competitive tonight, huh? Well, look at that thing now, but overall, I, I think Nick's back. I really think Nick's back. I think a lot of those guys from the defensive staff are gone. I think that may happen. I think you may have a couple of tweaks to the offensive side, if anything. But all that can be averted if they win the game. If they win a couple of games. Like it or not, <laughs> I think when you look at especially they win in the, in, in the manner how they win, maybe that starts to change some of the decisions on the defensive side. But I think I think Nick's back. I think he's confident. I think he's going to coach the way he has a little bit. We've seen him change his the way he's been assigned, but I think yeah, I think he's back no matter what. Let me ask you about Brian Johnson. Now, he he may end up getting one of these gigs he's interviewing for, and if that's the case, you know, all bets are off, obviously. But if that doesn't happen, do you think he's back, Chris? Because I know we talked about this before. I, w- I was curious about your answers. That for pe- maybe people who didn't hear it, you think oh, he yeah. is going to be back? 
Yeah, I think they run it back. I really do. I think they just add a, a, another defense offensive coach, a, a veteran offensive coach to maybe help them out. And one thing I think that reason why they haven't done it, because if you bring in the offensive, uh, another offensive voice, like everybody's like, bring Frank Reichen, bring Frank Reichen. He's free. He's free, free. Well, if you do that, then, and we know how Nick wants to see his guys go elsewhere and, and get these opportunities. If he gets, he does really well, all of a sudden you're looking like, well, what's Brian Johnson doing? And that hurts his chances. And we know how Nick is loyal to his guys. So does it, in the long term, everything, does it help out? Not really, not really in the terms of like, does it, is it good for the team or anything else? I think Brian Johnson still is a really good offensive coordinator. I think he makes, I think when you look at who's making decisions of what play calling, I think there's some things going on there. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering and questioning about what's going on, like who has input, who doesn't, all that stuff. But I think when they're all said and done, if he doesn't get a job, like, and, and part of me thinks, I wonder if this is some of his just requiring the Rooney rule, but I think overall, if he does come back, I think he remains, and I think they make some. I think most of that offensive staff remains too. Just maybe just add one more coach. So let me follow real quick on yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead. All right. All right. So <clears throat> I have an issue with the way it's sort of structured here, Chris, where it feels like it's Nick scheming it up all week, and then Brian is essentially calling plays. And not to say he doesn't have some input and he's not involved in all the the stuff during the week too, but it just feels like something gets lost. It could possibly get lost in the translation, and or Brian's being hamstrung by some of the stuff that Nick wants to do that, that he might do differently had, you know what I mean? If they didn't have that sort of like overlording happening there, like, do you think that that's something they have to look at as well next year? The whole structure, I mean, everything has to be, the whole side has to be back because when you start out that, you start out the way you did and then you just, that, I think they, personally, I think they just need to change some of that stuff philosophically on the offense and then changing that. I know they built this system around Jalen and his strengths, I think it's time. That I think people are starting to caught on a little bit. I mean, the RP, we keep hearing RPRs, RPOs, and stuff like that. I think teams have caught on to some of their schemes, and you can tweak things here and there. But I think it needs to be another overhaul. Look at look at what he does well. You can still incorporate some of that stuff, but take some stuff from the other things. Use we saw all this use of motion in the last couple of nights, and I know Nick says specifically don't use motion just for the sake of using motion. But sometimes you can get some stuff out there and get some different looks. So maybe you get somebody who's really good at that. I say you need to bring a Shanahan team. You don't need to make a Frankenstein of one part offense here, one part offense there, but someone who's knows how to like really use those type of things and use that to open it up. But I think it's going to be a you need to look at everything from the top down because you can't have it being as stagnant as it has been in the past. Chris, um, shifting gears a little bit, how what do you think that this Buccaneers offense is going to do? Um, to attack this Eagles defense. I mean, we know the defense has been struggling all across the board, but what do you think is going to be, um, you know, their course of action to start this game? Um, are they going to try to feed Mike Evans? Do you think they're going to try to get the running game involved? What do you think is going to be their, at least their first half game plan? Yeah, I think it's going to depend on if Darius Slate travels with Evans. If he does, and I think that's when you look at Chris Godwin. If you do, if like I do with like everybody else has done too, you attack that middle of that Eagles. If you throw to the Eagles defense within 10 yards, Especially between the number two, they've been teams have been eating seriously, eating up and eating them up in that areas. And especially with Baker being hurt and limited, you know, you can't, you don't want to put subject them to like seven step drops and having to wait all the time. So, you know, the ball's probably going to be out quickly. So, Chris Godwin in the slot, to me, that's a matchup I'm really, really watching because I think if he can, and we've seen the communications, and especially if we talk about the motions and everything, those guys having those issues trying to, because they're like, with that matchup going, oh, you go here. Well, and then you see same guy pointing to you. They're like, oh, great. Here we go. Here's a blown coverage coming. And then 
he beats it. He's a guy, God was quiet, but he's got speed that can really beat you, especially if you're not regular to match up. So, yeah, I think that's one thing I'm really, really concerned about the, 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 the Buccaneers and Mayfield getting the ball quickly in the middle part of the field within 10 yards and just methodically. It's not going to be big plays, but that's by a thousand paper cuts where it's like, okay, 10 yards, first down, 10 yards, first down. It's, yeah, and it keeps, it keeps the Eagles offense off the field as well. Yep. Uh, the edge rushers have been really quiet lately, Chris. Uh, maybe some of that coincides with Matt Patricia taking over. I don't know, whatever the case may be. Um, is there any reason to believe that we're going to see something different tonight other than they just need those guys to step up? Maybe the injury. That's the only thing to think of is maybe you say, okay, instead of trying to keep dropping Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat to your best, to your best pass rushers back there, you know, the numbers that are shown it lately, but your two pass rushers, instead of taking their aggressive away and having to drop back the coverage and worry about playing in space and, and or anything else, just attack. And that's the thing is, you see, to me, this defense has become really passive, especially in, in things like, okay, we don't want to give up the big play. We don't want to give up everything else. And, and I think overall, it's a new philosophy, a new system, in my opinion. It's, mm-hmm. it's Fangio. You don't have Fangio, you need to get a different system with that. But when you get to become too passive, they need to be aggressive and attack. And to do that, you just say, you say, you know what, Hassan, Josh, Brandon, BG, when you're in there, Patrick Johnson, whoever, Nolan, who have you. Just go after, just play regular football like you guys have done right, like for most of your career. Just attack the football, and that's what they've done. Your West, just go ahead, use your pass rush ability, get up the speed off the edge, and just go after. It. And I just, just tired. For me, I'm just looking like every time I look back at the video, I'm like, why are they dropping him back? First play of the game, Son Ray, you know your best, your best guy on there. Let's drop him in the coverage. Yeah, he can do that. And we saw over time, we halfway to signing in coverage back when the Cardinals, you saw he wasn't as effective with the pass rush until he just basically let him go. So. Yeah, just 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 attacking it, just attack them. Stop worrying about putting them back in coverage. I think that would go a long way. I think when everything's said and done. So, Chris, uh, I'm curious, right? Stand on the defensive side of the ball for the Eagles. <clears throat> Who are you going to be keying in on? Right for me, I'm going to be locking in on Jordan Davis's game. I believe it's going to be really important for him um, to win his matchup, to win at the point of attack, and to dictate the trajectory of this Philadelphia Eagles run defense. Um, who are you going to keep your eyes on? Um, you know, in this matchup for the Eagles defense? Avante Maddox for two reasons. One, mm-hmm. if, well, like you said, blanket ships a game time decision. With it raining, and this is all speculation, I don't have any inside information on this. With it raining and a guy with a groin injury and just slick and everything else, um, at this point, I, I'm questioning if he's going to be available, ready to be available. It's no, once again, it's no inside information or anything like that for it. But if that happens, he's going to play, he's probably playing some safety. He was taking snaps there during the week, so I'm out there with the station. like, him next to Bayer with corner. Okay, great. So then you worry about the communication that way, and then somebody having taken a nickel, probably Bradley Roby or some somebody like that. So then now you're worried about the two things: the communications working there. If he if replenishment does play, and you put him in that slot, now you got to worry about him and Chris Goddard and trying to limit his success. And then also on top of that, you see we all know about Matt's history, his availability. Can he stay make it through this game? Because if not, and then you already say Blankenship doesn't play, and Matt somehow gets hurt. Now you're looking at who knows, Keely Ringo may go safety because he's to get traced there. You go Tristan McCollum, it's it just can be a domino effect that just really affects that back seven. So for me, Avante Madison in multiple ways, just how he's utilized and if he can stay healthy through this game and make an impact. All right, Chris, I need a vibe check because you're down there every day. Um and you know, we're we're wondering, are these guys still together? Is there any kind of fractures here? Is there any kind of issues? Where, where are you at? What's your sense of what you've been seeing from these guys the week leading up to the game tonight? 
it's it's just it kind of seemed reserved in a way. Okay. Like a lot, like if you if you compared it to say week three, if we said week three when they were playing the Bucks versus now, it just seems like more reserved. Guys were quite like they'll, they'll say they're confident and everything. It's just got it's a different feel to this, and especially and what happens when you lose five of your last six. It just feels more it just feels more reserved to me. And I'm looking and I'm just hearing it like you you'll hear the veterans, the guy who's been there for a long time, like the, the Brandon Grams and, and Jason Kelsey's like they're not panicking. We're trying to tell everybody we're doing this way. It's just I just want to hear one of the young the young leaders step up and do that as well too. Maybe they're doing it behind the scenes where we're all out. And, and they're doing it in those in those auditory meetings, but just outwardly to us, I just want to see somebody besides Jalen Hurts. This is like this is the middle and calm influence. I want to see somebody go out there and just like throw a couple of f bombs out there and just go blah, blah, blah rally them up, even just for show or whatever. Just something to galvanize some of these guys well too. Because when you, I think when you hear the same message over and over again from same people, it just goes like, okay, when you just get somebody out of nowhere, just go ahead and stands up for a team and. Is that I think that can be a, a, a shot in the arm, but especially for somebody young. But thing is, I don't know who who would be that guy. Mm. You know, based off everything you said, Chris, is it is it fair to say that Nick Sirianni's message is starting to go dry? You know, you know, uh, with this team. I mean, you know, with all the dysfunction that's been going on the past few weeks and the losing, and um, you know, AJ Brown saying, "Well, <clears throat> uh, the players, you know, you know, you know, we got to step up. We go out there and play." Um, but yet we're seeing a product that's not conducive of a, of, of a team that has any kind of motivation or any fire in their bellies. Um, one can only assume that the message has kind of, you know, kind of gone dry for this team. Um, how much do you buy into that? I don't know if it's so much the message. I think it's the fact they're losing. And then if they're losing and losing, it starts to snowball. And then it starts to start your mind. And you can come up You can come up with – I'm sorry, I keep bringing this up or anything. But come up with the flower stuff or say come up with something else. So you can give all that stuff. It's not similar like your players. Like, it's almost like when you have that teacher and you hear that and you're sitting in the class and people's like, you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. Or, or that coach, like, well, cool. It's not until the other players or students go like, yo, cool. all right, cool. I'll listen after that. So I think it's one of those things where you need something like that, where it, I don't think it's gotten dry in that sense. I just think it's gotten everybody's starting to look inward and it's starting to get kind of helter skelter, especially with all this losing. I think it's more of that. And then, because mm. I bet you, like, say if they, they win tonight, it's like, oh, you know, we had this meeting tonight and he was talking about where we were from and everything else, where he's from, where we football player, who knows, something like that. And then it's back in front of So I don't know if it's so much his messaging. I think it, I think it's, I, I look internally at some of the players' messaging and things, see if we get something that goes, gets through them to turn these things around. I, I think it's only human nature, too. Like, I don't care who the coach is. If you've lost five of six and things are careening at, like, how many more rah-rah speeches can you give? Like how many more, you know, win one for the Gippers can you do? It's finally, it's like, dude, we got, we got to go out and play guys. Like, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Right. Yeah, especially yeah, if you keep doing that, you just look at the person who's like, yeah, we can do this with that one. Man, we just lost five. So like, you look at it, it looks like. We lost to the Giants and the Cardinals, man. I, you know, it's like, what else can we say at this point? It's, yeah, it's, true. it's, it's a dead stare. It's almost like you get hit a mouth and you're saying like, how do I got here? You don't know, like your head's spinning and everything. I was like, how the heck does this happen and all that stuff? And it really, I think you start weighing, you start, internalizing a lot of things you start thinking and you just i think guys they won't say it i think some guys just questioning confidence overall so it's yeah it's this is a rough time around here yeah if i can sneak one in rob real quick yeah. uh what, chris um speaking of confidence uh quest watkins is never in short supply of that um what, how do you anticipate quest Watkins making an impact tonight 
I'm trying to think like how do we use like his speed like the thing is is I want to see him if they do send him deep just make if he makes one catch when he goes and runs a seam route that you can say like hey okay he stretches the field he stretches the field he stretches the field but you got to do something when you stretch the field and Quez we all know Quez is fast and we all know Quez when he is like if he's not around there, you can do that. He's like, I'll say this. He has run his routes a little bit better than he did last year. Where it's like, like you have some the boundaries, stuff like that. But he's got to catch one of these long passes someday. And to, to really make it effective to open stuff up underneath. Cause teams will see him going that way. They'll cover him, but they're probably thinking, okay, the ball's not going at him. I mean, let's still work, focus on that. So they're going to test him one time. Screen. They're going to throw the ball to him at least one time in this game deep. Do you think he catches it? <laughs> I don't. Depending on the target, the pit, oh, if I'm betting on it, I don't, no, I don't think so. If I, I think it might be one of these a throwaway, just say the 50 50 ball, maybe something like that. Third, no, no, third no, and 20, 50, like trying to do no. that. No, 50 50. No, I, I, no, I think, no. I, think <laughs> I need I him think. in his own zip code if I'm throwing him. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. I, I would be, see, I would be shocked if Alameda got one. See, Alameda to me, like doing a, like a wheel or something like that, Alameda, Dallas, Julio, I think one of those three guys gets a shot team. I think one of them makes it. I'd be, trust me, I, I talked to Quez, uh, I talked to him for a long time, nice guy, nice guy and everything else and everything else, but if he makes a play, prove me wrong, man. I'll be like, yeah, that was good. I yeah. think so, but good job. That's all I want, Rob. Just prove me wrong, right? I, I, hope, I hope we're we're all sitting here, to, like Chris, you, you uh, Tony and I are sitting here tomorrow saying, hey, he fooled us. All right, good, good, you know, good on him. All right, last one, Chris. What do you think? What's your feel here for the game? What's your prediction? I'll stick with it because I've been – this has been one of the rough, like going trying to go through back, like, yeah, Buccaneers winning this one. All right, the Eagles can win this one. I'm looking at this one. I'll stick. I'll stick with what I wrote in the paper. 2017 Eagles. I'll stick with that one. It's this, and it's not a confident one. It's one of I'm looking more and more. The best thing that probably the best thing that probably could happen is going to be wet early and Baker's all banged up. It's going to force them to run the ball and it, and and they'll find their physicality again because that's that's the key thing. Like the Bucks are talking a lot about. I mean, Mike Evans was talking a lot about it when talking about the team wasn't as the Buccaneers wasn't as physical in that first matchup as they were last year. And I think they're going to make that a really, really big focus on this game. So the Eagles are out, out physical, which they're capable of doing, but I'm worried about defensively. Can they do that to point attack against the run game? But I think it's one of those things where it's 2017, it's not pretty, and but hey, they move on, maybe they go to Detroit. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Boy, that, that's that's confidence that's, right there. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, go out and run into the sports books here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> check out Chris's work, nj.com, and, of course, C. Franklin News on Twitter. Uh, and you get links to all of his stories. He does an awesome job, and we always appreciate it. All right, the boat's been waiting a long time, man. You got you got to go. They're I missed it, man. It's that Party. one, too. I might have to go to the other one, too. They had some pirate boat that was going out there yesterday. I'm like, what the heck is going They really love their pirates down here. They do man. like pirates in that area. That's for it's, sure. <laughs> Chris, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'll go in Chris. Appreciate right, you, Take care. Heart. That's Chris Franklin. Always does an awesome job. Uh, something that, when you asked him and he gave you that pregnant pause, Oh, about Quez? About Quez. That's all. <laughs> he didn't even need to say another word. That He answered it. I was right like, there. enough said. Enough yeah. said, man. Qu- Listen, man. Uh, I don't have fun. Like, 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 you know, ragging on Quez. I don't either. I don't have fun. But, man, what can I, what, 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 what can I, what can I really say about him? That's well, positive. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and he's also, 
he's got this chip on his shoulder, which is fine. I'm all for athletes having a chip on your shoulder, but like, dude, the criticism is warranted. Man, all that chip and no dip. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't tracking none of that, Rob. All that chip either. and no, all that chip and no dip. I just, and again, I hope you and I are sitting here tone tomorrow and we're like, dude, he shocked us. I hope so. Because I, you know, I, I, if he plays well, that probably bodes pretty well for this team winning the game. But I just, <laughs> I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying it. Oh man. Yeah. The chat is hilarious. Yeah, a lot of chip. I'm a he says, what chip? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I told y'all right, all chip and no dip. It's, it's, I, I love that line, by the way. Uh, let's sneak one in. Let's come back and uh, and we'll continue with the Eagles discussion. We'll give our storylines, our predictions, uh, Sixers, Flyers. I'll give you an on this date. I got all kinds of stuff for you uh, when we come back. So don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, 
Then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Hi, we're back. Tone, I'm Rob. Final segment of the program. Uh, we'll give our predictions and our, our storylines in a bit. Let's hit a couple things. Sixers in action today, Tone, with it being the Martin Luther King holiday. Uh, they are playing the Rockets. They had a good win on Friday. They beat the Kings without Joel Embiid. Embiid is playing today. No Melton. Looks like DeAnthony Melton's going to be out at least a week. He's having some back issues. Um, so this should be a game where uh, they, they should get a win at home against this Houston team, which is not a great team. They should. They should. Um, they could definitely use some um, some wins. Uh, obviously, without Embiid, they haven't been the same team. Um, you're going to be without Melton as well. So they definitely um, need to uh, find a way to keep the winning ways happening. Uh, didn't they lose in overtime over the weekend? Um, who was that? I thought they lost recently. Sixers? I could, yeah, I could be wrong. Not over the – yeah, they played Friday and beat the Kings and then okay, uh, okay. back at it today. Yeah. Okay, I'm tripping. In. Um, don't mind me then. Um, no. but nonetheless, though. Um, oh, are you talking? Yeah, you're talking earlier. That was late, late right. last week. Right, right, right. Um, right. but I will say this though. Uh, Tobias Harris had an amazing performance. Who would have mm-hmm. thought? Right, 37 points. Um, they you need think of Wednesday. Wednesday, by the way, against Atlanta. Yep. Yeah. That's, they yep. they need that. They need that type of Tobias to show up on a regular basis. But um, as of right now, they're five games behind Boston. In their, you know, in their uh, division, um, so they need to find a way to ke- keep it close between them and Boston. Uh, they don't want to, f- they don't want to float around where the Knicks are. They're already right there. Yeah, but um, you know, it's still. What, what are we at? They we're thirty-seven games deep into the season. So you're got like almost five more, whatever. Yep, yeah. almost almost at the halfway point. So mm-hmm. uh, this Philadelphia 76ers team, you know, they're beginning to they're beginning to take shape. And it's going to be important for them to start to stack up these wins now, so um, they can have their pick of the, you know their pick of the litter in terms of seeding as we get deeper into the season. Uh, Flyers elsewhere, they play St. Louis tonight at eight. They've won three straight, including Saturday night. They beat the team with the most points in the NHL on the road. The Winnipeg Jets. They beat them two nothing. They shut them out. Sam Urson got the start in net. Uh, they they had struggled for a little period of time, and they bounced back now, getting three straight, and they did it Saturday. Uh, and and they'll play tonight without Jamie Drysdale, who they got in the trade for Cutter Gauthier and mm-hmm. Chunk Torrier. So that's impressive uh, that they were able to to pull that off at what they're doing. And, and again, yeah, you're talking about a team that's maximizing all the talent that it has. So you, you give them props. They they have done it all year, and they keep doing it. That's all you can ask for. Just just yep. you know, just maximize what you have, maximize who you are, and I can live with the results. You know what I mean? We know this Flyers team is limited. We know they're not competing for a Stanley Cup, but we know. We also know that they're building. They're taking steps in the right direction. Um, um, they've got they've got the coaching 
going in the right direction as well. Everybody is pulling in the same direction right now with the Flyers, and I think that's the best you can hope for, um, especially a team that's rebuilding. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's uh, on this date. 1967 was Super Bowl one between the Packers and the Chiefs. That's where it all started. Jeez. Yeah, man. And the Packers won. Vince Lombardi. You know the whole nine. Uh, but that's isn't that crazy? That was uh, that was. That was 1967, man. 57 years ago mm. today was Super Bowl uh, one. I wasn't even thought about. Uh, I wasn't here either, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's before me. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty cool. All right, a couple things NFL wise. Uh, again, we'll give our, our predictions and whatnot in a little bit. So it looks like Buffalo Stadium. The the field is clear. There's still some snow in the stands, um, but uh, everything's a go. Uh, for the 430 game. So I'll tell you that, one thing. Buffalo better win this game. Otherwise, those fans will be mad. Oh, dude, you, you you went out there and shoveled for, for free, you know, <laughs> a, a, you know, your own time, whatever, trying to help the team out. The team better better do their thing. You went out there and shoveled for a cup of hot cocoa and yeah. a donut. Yeah, and a pat That's, on the back. Yeah. Right, and a pat and, 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 and civic pride. Yeah. That's what you went out there and shoveled for. So they better win that game. I'll tell you that, man, because stranger things have so far happened. In the playoffs, true, true that man. That's for so they sure. better so they better win it. We've already seen a, a seven seed knock out a number two seed. We don't want to see it again. So they better win that game. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think this is cool for tonight's game. Uh, members of Martin Luther King's family uh, will be honorary captains for the Bucks tonight uh, on uh, prior to the game. So that's that's a nice gesture uh, by Tampa Bay. Nice little recognition there uh, for what this uh, what this day is all about. Um, yeah, which is very cool. Very cool. And in, in fact, um, so a couple other things here, um, regarding, uh, what, you know, what went down this past weekend, what to look forward to, um, et cetera. So, oh, the other, the other place where Antonio Pierce interviewed is the Falcons. That, that was, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, reportedly Steve Belichick and Brian Belichick, uh, the who are the sons of Bill Belichick have been offered the opportunity to return to the Patriots for the 2024 season or whatever. What were, their, what were their roles prior to Steve has been a defensive assistant with the Patriots since 2012, most recently serving as the defensive play caller and linebackers coach. Brian has been New England safety coach since 2020. Hmm. I can't imagine either are back, but I guess. Stranger things have happened. I don't know. Um, we shall see. We shall see. Um, Giants are interviewing 49ers assistant uh, Matt Harper for their special teams job. So they're going to have, I believe Kafka might be leaving too. So they might have all three because they, they fired. I like Kafka, I like Kafka as, as OC. Yeah, they fired. Um, well, Martindale left, whatever that was. They're, they fired their, their special teams coordinator. And Kafka may go, so they may need three new coordinators in New York. About that, and on top of that, <clears throat> they got to think about that quarterback position too. So, a lot of unknowns in New York right now. They're going to be once again a five-win team next season. Yep, agreed. Um, Dan Quinn has several interview requests, which he can go now and doesn't have to worry about game planning for the next week. But uh, and his unit came up really small yesterday, by the way. 
uh, fell behind 27 nothing in that game. Now, not all of it was on him, obviously, with a pick six, but nonetheless, uh, he scheduled an interview with the Panthers, Titans, Commanders, and Chargers this week. Um, there has been some talk of him potentially going back to Seattle as well, where he was a, a coordinator there. Seattle is available right now. That's a, that's a, that's a spot that, that could be open. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, in your opinion, how much does a playoff loss influence how you view a coach, especially when you're giving you such a large sample size of, of success? How much do, how much, for example, Dan Quinn, perfect example. He's clearly turned that Dallas defense around. They clearly were one of the best defenses in the NFL. How much does this loss change your opinion about him if you're trying to hire him? It doesn't hurt, in my opinion. Uh, it was a bad game, no doubt. But I, I think his his, his overall track record um, there has been good enough that I can I can get past it. I don't love it, but I can get past it, um, if that's the case. How about you? Um, I tend to lean towards your side, right? Yeah. I don't think – I don't think uh, I don't think a guy's re- resume can be just dismissed or one loss or or even one win. Um, it depends, though. Obviously, the circumstances matter. Um, obviously, a Super Bowl win changes your resume, right? But oh, big time. but you know if you if your defense for eighteen straight weeks were legit, and then one week they they don't show up. Uh, I, I, it's kind of hard for me just right off a guy, especially when let's be totally honest. Dan Quinn was fighting against some pretty ghastly demons in that uh, in that Cowboys stadium. You can't you you can you can you can't fight against momentum. And what I mean by that is the Cowboys are a team that's destined to lose every time. So that's not his fault. He was just a casualty mm-hmm. of what was already a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. So Dan Quinn probably does deserve another head coaching opportunity elsewhere. Possibly. We'll see if he gets one. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right. So uh, a couple other things, JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum, both leaving Michigan. Uh, they had one year of eligibility left each and they will enter the, enter the draft. A lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the draft gurus have McCarthy as the fourth or fifth quarterback uh, on, on their on their rankings, which means that could still get him a first round, you know, selection. And and Blake Corum is a really good running back. He's just fighting against the running back thing where, you know, they get the short end of the stick. But right, he might he might get drafted guys. in the second or third. He, he might get drafted in the second or third round, some of that. I like him, man. I like I would not mind seeing him in an Eagles uniform. Uh, I could tell you that much. The dude runs hard. He is tough. He is tough as nails, man. Um so it would be interesting to see what ends up happening there, um, you know, with him and and both of those guys. In fact, uh, all right. Now I, I I need to take a shot at um, Stacy King, is a former Bulls player who was also a Bulls broadcaster for NBC Sports Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you saw this over over the weekend tone. Um, the Bulls honored Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause was. Oh yeah, her, yeah. That was. Um, it was really was nasty. Really nasty. So what? End, Jerry Krause passed away. So years ago, actually, right? Years ago, his right. widow's there. Okay, his wife is there, and they're honoring you know Phil Jackson, Jordan, and Pippen couldn't be there. I don't whatever, but they were they were honoring a bunch of the old Bulls players. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know they're all all the players are getting love. Phil Jackson's getting love. They make mention of Jerry Krause, who who literally was the GM through that whole run. Okay, you know when they drafted Jordan, the whole the whole night. 
but he wasn't necessarily portrayed all that well in the last dance. If you saw the last dance on ESPN. Mm -hmm. So I think there was some of that, you know, and, and, and again, he was just one of these guys who didn't really, I don't know, connect with the fan base, I guess. Anyway, there's, they start booing when his name is brought up and it was like really nasty stuff. And the wife, his act, his, his, um, his widow starts bawling because they're booing the husband and, you know, people are saying things behind. It was like, not pretty. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then Stacey King on the broadcast admonishes Bulls fans, which he should have, by the way. Okay. Which is fine. Good for him. Then he says, Hey, this isn't New York or Philly. We're Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that. Like really, man, because your fans are acting like JOs. You're going to lump Philadelphia in now. I just thought it was so weak uh, that he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's for me. For me, the bigger, um, the bigger issue was that crowd just doing, just, 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 do, just doing that woman like that. That was, that was, that was rough, man. That was, that was, that was rough to watch. And look, he is say what you want about Jerry Krause. You don't get six championships without him. The moves he made. Being the bad guy in the room when yep. like it takes that sometimes, you know. That's actually in Philadelphia. That's the problem right now. You, you have guys who are afraid to be the bad guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's someone has to be the antagonist in some of these in some of these uh these dynasties to allow things to work. You know, for for every good that's done, you have to you have to appreciate the not so good that's being done. And Jerry Krause, say what you want about him personally, he made a lot of that happen. Yeah. You, 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 it's it's just look, man. Do I do I love Harry Roseman to the uh, to the ends of the earth? Hell no. But what? But but was he a part of that Super Bowl? Yeah, you got to give him some 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 part of it. Well, I'm know? also tone. I'm um, a big time and place guy, and like, dude, it, it, you're honoring that team and the the that you know the widow. They 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 name her. They they hey and so and you know whatever. I don't know her first name, Mrs. Yeah. Krause. Like, dude, you don't boo in that situation. Come you on, just man. keep moving. Yeah. You want to get it, you want to give Phil Jackson a bigger round of applause? Knock yourself out. They put her on the jumbotron, and it was luck, it, it was just nasty work all the way around, man. Yeah. Um, I, I I I can't I can't get jiggy with that, Rob. Yep. Yeah. It was nasty. Yeah, and I just it's I'm not, and I didn't even bring it up to like rip Chicago fans, but because it, but it was weak by Chicago fans, but. My bigger issue, like Stacey King's got to throw a stray our way. You know what right, I mean? It's yeah. like, dude, really? Yeah, that was, we ain't, got, we ain't got nothing to do with that. I know. <laughs> we ain't got nothing to do with that, but Crazy. it looks all good, man. You, you roll with the punches. It is what it is. Uh, all right, so a couple other things. Um, Denard Wilson, who was uh, the Eagles defensive backs coach, who uh, they elected not to hire as the defensive coordinator, um, will interview with the Giants at, for their D.C. job. It'll be Denard mm. Wilson, Shane Bowen, who was uh, with Tennessee, and Derek Ainsley, uh, who was the Chargers D.C. So those three guys. Hmm. Okay, Denard, hopefully he gets it. Um, that would be hilarious for the, from the Philadelphia Eagles perspective. Now you got to deal with him two times a year. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully he gets the opportunity. That is that's one of those things. And again, you don't you never know the interpersonal dynamics. Like you just don't know personality rubs and conflicts and all that. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those where you, you look back and it, it's a bad look for the Eagles. 
you had the guy there. The, the players were, were endorsing the guy. And the, the two that you bring in, one's already been thrown in the broom closet. And the mm-hmm. other guys made it worse. Like, that's a really yeah. bad luck for the Birds. Absolutely. You know, like I said, the, the, this season has been characterized <laughs> by a series of missteps and a series of mis, um, miscues. And um, it begins and ends with the front office, Rob. Yeah, I agree. I think I think we I think it's because Howie had that unbelievable comeback story, and because they won a Super Bowl, you know, rightfully so. And they went to a Super Bowl last year. People are hesitant to to call some of the things that happened this year on the carpet. It's easier mm-hmm. just to say Nick Sirianni sucks or Jalen's regress, and and they're not wrong when they say those things. But but it's low hanging fruit. It's easy. It's easier than you know really diving into this and looking at some of the things that Howie did, which were big mistakes, and and Jeffrey Lurie, which were big mistakes. You know, I it, they may have, they may have gotten both coordinators wrong. Um, you know, allowing some of the guys to walk that you allowed to walk for 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 yeah. you know, not crazy money. Yeah, you signed Desai, and then you hedge your bet by bringing in Patricia. It was obvious from the beginning that Sean Desai, Sean Desai was being watched. You know, he had to look over his shoulder. It was, it was obvious. It was obvious before the season started. The moment they brought Patricia in, I thought to myself, um, Desai is on a short leash, and yeah. he better not be in. He better not, you know, wet the bed. And lo and behold, here we are. Oh, the bed's wet. Yeah, it's, it's quite wet. Drenched. It's drenched. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Hey, did you? I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, go back to the uh, Detroit game last night. It, it for me, and I don't. I could care less about the Lions one way or the other. Okay, uh, but it's it's. I like seeing teams that haven't accomplished anything in a really long time do something, and for them to be able yeah. to do what they did last night, I thought was pretty cool. Man, they haven't won a playoff game since January fifth, nineteen ninety two. Think about that, man. That's thirty two years ago. All right, they had a nine-game losing streak in the postseason. That's a, that's, a, that's a lifetime ago, dude. That's craziness. And and they're going to get another one next week, another home game. Hopefully, it's the Eagles playing them. But um, I did like how so many Detroit people showed up. Yes, it, they were Eminem, crying in the stands. They were crying. Oh my god! Right? No, was... I'm saying even even like their celebs. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, like yeah, they had a good representation, man, of of their people. You know what I mean? Like Eminem and. Uh, there were a lot of guys there, a lot, a lot of, a lot of guys from the Michigan, Detroit. Area. Detroit can use all the positivity they can get right now. I mean, with the Pistons being as bad as they are, Oof. man. Yeah, yeah. The Tigers have been sort of uh, irrelevant for a long time. Red Wings had their had their runs for sure, but it's been a minute. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty cool. All right, so let's get into our Eagles uh, storylines here. Uh, all right, wh- where are you going with this? Final, final. Uh, Final thoughts here on whether or not they actually do the right thing and pound the running game tone. Let's start there. All right. So, well, first and foremost, um, let me give you my prediction. I do think the Eagles win the game 24-23. I think this is how it's going to play out, though. I think there's going to be a point in the game where the Eagles are down 23-17 to um, in the fourth quarter. I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles find a way to drive, take the lead 24-23. to Um so the Buccaneers are going to have the ball in the final two minutes. Um, Baker's going to drop back. Um, he's going to get flushed. And then he's going to try to throw the ball, but he's going to tuck it down. It's going to be a strip sack. And the Eagles close out the game in victory formation, 24-23 on the road. Ooh. 
So, 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 so I think that's that's how it plays out. I know it's very descriptive, very specific, but um, yeah, I think I think that's how it's going to end up happening. I think the Eagles are going to try to um, grind this game out. They're going to try to uh, shorten the game. That's why the score is going to be low. Um, every possession you have is going to be crucial, and no turnovers are going to be afforded. Okay. So 24-23 Eagles. Eagles down 17-23 to in the fourth. They drive, score, take a 24-23 point lead. Buccaneers get the ball back. They're driving. They fumble at the 50-yard line. Yeah, okay. quarterback, quarterback fumble. The yard line. Who 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 strips him? I love sweat. This sweat. sweat sweat. All right, good, good, good. Sweat. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, I'll start off giving you something you're really going to be happy to hear. I do truly believe that they're not going to try to overthink this thing, and they're going to come out run heavy. I do. I think because of the mate, potentially because of the weather, but mostly because. You want to be able to protect Jalen to an extent, and you don't have A.J. Brown. So I think they will. I think they will run the ball early in this game. The question is, will they stay with it? I hope they do. What I don't want to see is them not you getting ripping off big chunks of yards and getting away from it because they tend to do that sometimes if it's not really hitting early. So I need them to stay with this thing uh, early. I think they will. Um, I think we're going to see a nice collective effort of guys stepping up here. Um, Devontae will be the lead dog, but I think you're going to see – Goddard have a good game. I think Alameda Zacchaeus is the other one that I would put in there. I don't, I don't trust Quez, so I'm going with Alameda <laughs> Zacchaeus. I'm sorry, I'm, that just, just you're never going to get that out of me. It's just not happening. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I, I do worry in a big way that Mike Evans and Godwin are going to have themselves a day. So I think Mike I, Evans, Mike Evans, going for like a buck thirty. Yeah, I'm I worried about that. him. I'm worried about him. Legitimately worried about him. Um, so I think that. Um, I think this is actually a little bit more high scoring than maybe some think. I think it's a game that gets into the, th- the low 30s, um, mm. actually. Yeah. And, Tone, I hope I'm wrong. I think it is a one-point game. And I think the Eagles are on the wrong short of the, the wrong end of the stick. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. It, t- it took me up until the last day to actually say they're going to win the game. So hey, I don't feel good about that, man. And I, I honestly, man, I, I you know how you guys know how <laughs> I roll. I, I, I hope. I'm sitting here and hope we're sitting here tomorrow and I'm saying to you guys, man, I was so wrong and chat. Let me have it. Let me have it tomorrow. Okay. So I'm hoping, hoping that I'm wrong, but I, I, I got to speak my truth and hopefully it's, it's, it's wrong, but I, that's, that's the way I feel. I'm just being real. All right. Uh, so so we'll, what's we'll, the score? 31, you, got, you get 31, 30 loss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. You're 24, 23. Yep. 24, right. 23. Okay. Uh, all right, so we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to read every, you know, every detail of this game. We will go through it with, with a fine-tooth comb. We will Absolutely. Win or lose, Eagles fans. Win We're here, lose. man. We show up one way or the other. You know that. I uh, want to thank everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. <clears throat> Dan Cilio coming your way next with the National Football Show. Tone with him as well. Tone, looking forward to hanging with you tomorrow, man. And uh, we will talk to everybody. Have a great day day and enjoy the game guys go birds happy mlk day thanks
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.